Episode 11 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Yes, it is episode 11. The mini-sode does count. Doesn't matter what you boys at the Northern Heresy say, I say it counts, so therefore it happens. Um, with me, as always, tonight are my co-hosts, Chris. Hey, Yodi. How are you? I'm not too bad, buddy. How are you doing? I'm quite all right. Yep. And, as always, the Dark Prince himself, Mr. Freddy. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Yeah? Yep. Well, Fuck yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sniffing super glue. Happy uh, Life can't get any better than this, can it? Exactly. Fuck super glue, no. alcohol, and resin dust. Oh, exactly. lovely. Hey, that, that's uh, that's some that's uh, that's a good Friday night in some parts of town. Yeah, no, it's like it's, it's the mix of champions. <laughs> it's my uh, Horus Heresy cocktail. Bre- breakfast of champions, Horus Heresy <laughs> style. Exactly. You just mix that in a plastic bag. Yeah. Rest, rest, rest in dust and milk on the cereal. Yeah, and use your airbrush as a crack pipe. Uh, okay. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> you had me at don't, airbrush. Don't try, don't try this at home. No, please don't. Le- leave it to the professionals. Yeah. <laughs> All those are at least well insured through work. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so before we go any further and generally get our banter underway, let me just do our social media shout-outs. You can find us on Facebook at the Varangian Heresy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter uh, as at Varangian Heresy. You can email us at uh, varangianheresy at gmail.com. And we have our own website, which is the varangianheresy.blogspot.com, where you can find a list of our uh, episodes. And maybe we're going to start putting some hobby content up there, up there in the future. Who knows? Could happen. Also couldn't. So this is an intangible benefit of uh, the, the Varangian Heresy podcast, that there may be some hobby content up there. Um, other than that, uh, oh yeah, that reminds me. If you want some stickers... Some of our fantastic, uh, completely uh, original stickers. Uh, please drop us an email to theverangianheresy at gmail.com. And as soon as we have some available, we will send them out to you. Uh, our printer and shipper is uh, currently rather busy at work, aren't you, Mr. Freddy? <laughs> yes, I am, unfortunately. So, but uh, um, I, I'm happy to announce that all the international stickers went out like two days ago. So Fantastic. So with Swedish Post, it might take like three weeks to get them out, and then you'll receive them a day after they hit. Um, who knows? That's that's just uh, that's just internal shipping. It's usually faster to ship overseas. <laughs> this is true. It usually is, actually, which is slightly yeah. sad. Um, but uh, there, might, there might be trolls robbing the trains and stuff here. We never know. The riot of gnomes and whatnot. Yeah. It's yeah. the ice trolls, or is it the ice giants? The ice giants. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it is. It, it, it's it's a really common problem. Here, yeah. you know. It is. It is a common thing here in Sweden. We have to deal with things like ice giants and trolls, but um, yeah. and hordes of wolves and some bear, bears and yeah, all, yeah. all that sort of jazz. Uh, but yeah, no, we will get them out to you as soon as we possibly can. So uh, yeah, uh, let's sort of talk about the tonight's episode. Well, we are going to have our usual sort of uh, chat about what we've been up to, what's been going on. We're going to do a quick recap of the Escalation uh, Escalation League uh, our month, which was the month of June. 
and we are going to have a chat about the new stuff that's come out on from the the forge the workshop and maybe even the library because you know there might be some important stuff out i don't know we'll see how we get there um, I'm robbed, I tell you. I'm robbed. Robbed. Robbed, I tell you. I, I hate every single person that ordered a special edition, but I'll get back to that. Well, yeah. we can, you can have your rant when it comes You will up. all burn in hell. <laughs> 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 he doesn't really mean... No, he does really mean that. He, he really does. Um, yeah, he, he only, I don't really mean all people, just the 400 or so that got the limited edition book. Yeah, which may or may not be bitter about, right, Freddy? No, 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 bitter. I'm just planning their assassinations in the near future. And Chris, Chris is obviously involved in that, so there will be some snatch and grab tactics involved at some point. Yeah, yeah. And, and some waterboarding at my place. Yeah. Oh, just another Friday night at your house, right, Freddie? Oh, fuck yeah. It's called foreplay. <laughs> it's called for a foreplay. reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, hey, if it's got bondage and water, it's all good. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, and we're going to go on to our host list, and we've got a bit of a special announcement, a special guest host list tonight, but we'll come into that later. And our main topic, or our main piece this evening, is uh, Christopher and myself do an inter- done an interview with Chris from Scattershot Painting, and now Scattershot Hobbies as well. So we'll get into that in a bit, de- bit more detail. Um, actually, I-, I was planning to do this a little bit later on, but I'll do it now. Uh, at the beginning i'm going to put a bit of an editor's warning in on this uh, the interview with uh, chris from scattershot whilst absolutely awesome was conducted for myself at the end of a very long day um, of work and at the wee small hours of the morning so there might be a coherency issue on my part and there was a bit of an, uh, a tiredness uh, induced rant involved in there as well um so it was done with love it was also done with you know, 16 hours of work and very little sleep in mind. Um, but you know, bear with me. There's a lot of love behind what I'm what I'm saying in there. Um, so yeah, now I've done that and got that apology out of the way before I get told off for. Oh, by the way, yes, there was also some hobbying noises in there. Just for anybody who, who's not a big fan of that, prepare yourself now. There was some hobbying noise, but I did my best to keep it to a minimum. There we go. Anyway, back on. <laughs> now I've got that out of the way. Got that off my chest. Um, should we talk about the escalation for June? We did do a mini episode, but should we just have a chat about uh, the winner and what's uh, give some details out? Chris, do you want to take that? Well, we, we as we said, we had a winner for our month that wrote the battle report we went through during our last episode, and that's uh, Bradley Given from Lexington in Kentucky. And he's been in touch, and we've been in touch, and he's going to get his prize sent out sometime when the mailing servitor is ready, basically. That, did, that didn't sound weird at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. No, anyway, uh, unfortunately, the the company that actually produced the T-shirts are on summer holiday. They're summer closed for, for like, the next month. So if, if I got the address, like, one day earlier, I would have been able to, to get one done. But unfortunately now... We'll have to wait a little bit. Yeah. S- such a life in Social Republic of Sweden, where people go on holidays. Yeah. On the other, on the other hand, it is a custom shirt made for him. So. Yeah. It, it, hopefully, it's worth waiting for. Swings and roundabouts, man. Swings and roundabouts. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, it, it, shit like that happens. And uh, no matter, it's gonna look awesome. Yeah. And for that reason, uh, even though it's uh, Northern Heresies time this month for July. You should still 
continue to write uh, all those lovely battle reports for people to read. Yeah. Oh, very much. Because so. uh, they're also giving away prices, which, uh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, is this awesome custom made. made it's a custom dog tag. Yeah. From this vo- Viking studio. Yeah. I think it is. The, it's isn't it? I think it might be a friend of uh, Linus or something like that. But uh, I think so. I think it's. Uh, I think it's the connection the guys have. But it looks yeah. very, very awesome. It's uh, from uh, the studio called Valheim. It's uh, Valheim with two L's and a regular V in the beginning. It's, that's modern Viking jewelry, and they make dog tags. And they look really, really awesome. Yeah. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. They do do some very, very good stuff. And yep. uh, yeah, so they are doing it, and they are asking for you to email in your commitments your pledges for this month so you hit those guys up at northernheresy at gmail.com i believe so yep. the northern heresy or the northern heresy you have to double check their facebook page it's just the uh, northern heresy thank you very much so it's northern heresy at gmail.com so hit those guys up have a look at what they're um what they're working you know what they uh, are asking for on their web page so i believe it's a photograph of the uh, the models uh, at the beginning stage, I, if I remember rightly, is that right, Chris? I got the I got the information up oh, here, so see, I can actually this, this read it. This is why you're the librarian. This is why we like yeah. you. So this is a quote from their post on the the global global horse heresy escalation, the blah, something of skir- of a uh, Thunder Metallicus. Yeah, because I can because skir- I can remember that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I can remember how to pronounce Thunder Metallicus, but I can't remember what we are actually doing on the planet. So that's good. Awesome. But uh, they have this is a quote then. So send us your pledge to Northern Heresy at gmail dot com, brackets including pictures before painting and brackets as soon as possible, and then follow up with a mail containing pictures of a completed pledge and short bat reps. That brackets links to all thirty k skirmishes will do. Before the first of August, and you will be eligible as a prize winner. So the prize is uh, that lovely, lovely. Well, one of I'm not sure exactly which one of the dog tags it is, but it's, they're all lovely that are upon their site. Cool. So yeah, so uh, hit those guys up uh, with your pledges, and mm-hmm. you, we'd still like to see them on the Facebook group as well, so we can all see what's going on. Um, and then at the end of this month, I'm sure the guys will catch everybody up with who actually picked up the uh, the winning prize there, which would be very awesome. And as a side note, they as with the last month, there are actually some special scenarios for this month. Oh yes. And uh, their for, forge uh, that uh, they're in charge of over at Northern Heresy is situated in a swamp, so there will be two swamp-themed scenarios. Swampy, 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 swampy. Yeah, basically, but they have actually some special rules for it, and it's it's actually looks quite nice. It's, it will be Swamp Talis, I think they're calling it. Swamp Talis, that's awesome. Yeah, including uh, buildings that you can jump up up on if you have uh, jump troops. <laughs> if you have uh, you know swamp swamp side as a swamp phobia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because uh, the wa- the watery parts on the swamp will be difficult terrain. That's most of the table. Fair point. So it, it actually sounds like it, it, all the missions are optional, but it sounds like a really good time. Oh, you've got to give the special missions a try. It's not worth it otherwise. It's all about the swamps. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Chris, we completely derailed you there again. So. Well, that was basically all I had on that one. If you want to know more about it, we should just pl- do a little plug here and say, listen to the beginning of... Uh, 
the latest Northern Heresy episode. That's episode 12, I think, isn't it? Yes, and I believe it's uh, something along the lines of Swampy Goodness or something along those lines as a title. Yeah. But you can hit those guys up on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and all the other good places to find top quality uh, heresy podcasting. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Or that's it. Or... Sorry, episode 12, The Swampening. Yeah. And considering we are actually in Sweden, we also have to say there are other options for po- both podcasts and podcasting apps. No, you can. I'm not Swedish. <laughs> you can bite me for that. Well, considering if you were in England, you should, would still have to do it because the BBC is doing exactly the same thing. Nah. <laughs> nah, I tell you. Nah. They have just been listening to radio lately, and it's basically when they talk about anything, like someone happens to mention, and you can just look it up on Google, and then the host have to go, and we ha- we have to mention that there are other search engines available as well. See, now, the, the, the anarchist in me would want to go on, do to have somebody go on there and just keep mentioning Google all the time, and like every sentence, and force them to have to do that, as often as physically possible. Yeah, and for that reason, it really doesn't matter, considering... To Google is a verb these days in the Swedish language. It's, it's, a, verb in every, it's, it's a verb in every language. Yeah, but they actually put it in the uh, New York list of that uh, SAOL. SAOL. Uh, the dictionary. Yeah, that is the dictionary. It's probably, in the, it's probably been in the Oxford Dictionary for a while. Uh, well, at, at least one of the ones for, uh, not not the proper one, but the, for new, new words that are trialing to get into the real dictionary, basically. Well, you mean like bay and shit like that yeah but that's probably getting fast tracked <laughs> because people are using it for some reason and I still don't know what it means I haven't, <laughs> I I haven't got a scooby fucking do about that and I really don't and I really don't really care about looking it up either and please don't write in about it because we don't really care no if you can't use the, the, if the what, am I, what is it one of my favourite quotes ever is from uh, Dead Poet Society it's, uh, I'm not going to get this right because I, I can't do it off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, it's uh, you know use use the language properly. It is for it is the language for uh, for love and for wooing ladies. Don't use the word tired when exhausted. Will do. Will we'll set. Will do it better. You know. Don't shorten shit. Use proper words, for God's sake. Um, okay. Rant mode yeah. off. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, that's good. That only happened like what two minutes in. 12, no, 12 minutes in. Yeah. And uh, to be fair... Uh, Is that with or without the rant? Both. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Go, go figure that one out. Screw you guys. It's a temporal, temporal anomaly of uh, the rant. It's a... But on the other hand, I was sitting on the tube when I went home from uh, having battled you, Freddy. Yep. There were actually people vocalizing lol when a joke was said, so... I actually lost a bit of fate of, of the little fate I had left in humanity, where people are not laughing anymore, just saying lol. Can I can I restore mm. a little bit of faith in humanity for you, maybe? Ah, uh, that's impossible. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Well, you, you know, obviously that the, where I work, the barbecue shack and everything. Uh, I've been yeah. trying to get my hands on, and this just is simply because I've been too busy trying to get my hands on some horseshoes just to do a game of horseshoes. I put a video out asking for some. The very next day, two people, two lovely people, came up to me and said, "Here is a bag of horseshoes that you asked for on the on the internet. Thank <laughs> you very much." And I was blown away by that. So there is no. A... So you were you were like lol. What WTF? That's OMG. amazing. OMG. Yeah, OMG, that's amazing. <laughs> I even said thank you in Swedish. That's how that's yeah. how impressed I was. 
Um, but no, see, oh, Faith and Humanity Restored. And no, I didn't shorten anything, you cretin. Yeah. See, the, the, Emperor, the Emperor didn't sacrifice his life and sat on the Golden Throne so you can talk in abbreviations. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you should make that a t-shirt. Oh. Yeah. Just so anyway, when, when the, the fucking language professor... Has calmed the fuck down, and uh, I live. I live. Did. I live with a grammar Nazi, so leave me alone. I stopped it. Stopped his rant. Yeah, and I'm, go stu- back, I'm studying go back languages. To what the fuck we're talking about? What were we talking about? We were talking yeah. about the uh, Northern Heresy <laughs> yes, and their we month of uh, gaming. And uh, considering that, I know that as of time of recording, the the scenarios aren't up yet on the Global Horus Heresy escalation, but they will be up uh, at the beginning of uh, next week. The week starting at uh, 11th of July, so awesome. they were. I know that there were, some of them were, were uh, game tested today to see that they were actually balanced. Nice, which is always a good thing. Yeah, it helps. You know, you don't, don't want one side murdering the other on an unbalanced manner. Well, it depends on which side you're on. Well, true. If you're on the winning side, you don't really give a damn, do you? To be fair. Yeah. Um, but we're all in it for the fun, and it's always fun to win. Um, but you know that's just my take on it. Uh, nah, it's only fun to win if it's on on someone else's expense. And I thought I was cold. Fine, okay, <laughs> go with that, Freddie. <laughs> so, Perfection. Then, so yeah. with the winner with the winner notified, we should just move on to let's, ho- let's move, hobby progress. Let's move on to and, hobby uh, progress. Let's actually yeah. keep this this heresy train moving because well, it has no yeah. breaks. So who's going to start with the hobby progress? Chris, do you want to start? I've painted. A base to about seventy percent of completeness. Okay. That's and that was what I did when we, what we do. That's what I did when we did what we are going to include later in this episode. So, oh, you mean the chat with uh, with Chris? Yeah, that, exactly. That, that, that's that, all my hobby hobby progress. That didn't confuse anyone. So no, you're no. saying your hobby progression is what you did previously yeah. Yeah, in the, the future? Yeah, exactly. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. It's not my fault that uh, the Englishman opened the temp- temporal paradox of uh, the rant. <laughs> exactly, the time continuum has been. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's uh, go over to my hobby progress. Let's talk about your hobby I... progress. Yeah. Wait, wait, just Jody, do you have any hobby progress before Freddy starts? I do actually. Um... Okay, then, then Freddy can start. Yeah. Okay, Freddy can start. What I do have some. Well, just, it's, you know, because if he was, if he had done as much as I had, he could go before you. But you go. All right, that's all right. Uh, seeing as I am so fucking busy at work and I'm starting to get on the pump, I have gone nuts and I started to glue together my entire fucking escalation forge commitment. So uh, since last time, I have put together ten marauders. Well, actually more, uh, 13 Marauders, uh, and uh, that is one squad, so it's going to be two of those Parian Flamers, uh, one Sergeant with the Power Fist, the rest has uh, Bolters. Because nothing says fun like Torrent Flamers, right? Exactly. <laughs> In your face, like the TFL dudes would say. Uh, <laughs> your mama. <laughs> your mama. So I need to buy some of them. Yeah needs to be done. Oh, yes. Uh, and it, anyway, and uh, besides that, I've also done another extra two flamers and a Paraphist uh, Marauder Chieftain for my first squad that I did uh, for last month. Jesus, I thought you were going to say a Paraphist squad then. I was like, whoa. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, that I would wish be, that... 
That would be Ursarax, you know. Dual power fists. Yeah, you, you and your you hang on, you burnt up your Ursaraxes last episode uh, episode nine. So No Anyway, please Freddie <laughs> no, continue. No, no. Yeah, I'm not done yet, mate. <laughs> so uh besides that I have also glued together five uh, uh a tactical support squad with five uh multiguns. Uh uh heavy weapons squad with five autocannons. Uh, that's about it. Then, unfortunately, I have uh, I have a I have a habit. <laughs> you think? So I have uh, <clears throat> visited my nemesis. It's called www.fortwell.co.uk, and I may or may not have <clears throat> the fucking Solar Exilia army, which I so far haven't even <laughs> painted a full squad in. I might have decided that oh, I need more shit for them because. They're going to be epic. So I may or may not have got two sets of the primus of what they call the Solar Exilia Medicaid. Uh, some Ogrins. And then just because, you know. Why not? To make it, to make an even number in the inbox, bought a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Fair enough. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're going to use it, you know, it's going to be be there at some point. Oh, you know, you know me. I have like, yeah. I, I have issues when people, when things aren't like you know, in pro- proper numbers and orders and stuff. So, there so you go. We are actually doing like the independent characters now, then, and uh, including purchases in Hobby Progress. Well, I guess because I I, I realized that if I don't do it, I, I I don't realize what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> and, and it, it's good to get some perspective on your. Habits. See, see, yeah. So we're gonna have an intervention. That's the podcast then. Exactly. <laughs> no, we won't have an intervention because if we have an intervention, Forgeor would hunt us down and kill us because you know Freddy's like a huge part of their GDP. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't think we're gonna do an intervention. Intervention, but yeah, we'll, we'll we're there to uh, at least allow you to vent it, Freddy, and talk about it. Yeah, Jody. To be fair, that's why we started the podcast. So this is very true. A, yeah, have, yeah, an yeah, ongo- yeah, have an ongoing intervention for Freddy. <laughs> yeah, this is well. That was one of the many reasons, and you know, yeah, yeah this is true. You're right. Well done, Chris. Thank you for reminding me. Yep. So yeah, that's that's me. That's you. Um, I guess. And my my hobby progress has been continued work on my or my prayer tour. Um, <laughs> the dude with the hammer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the massive hammer. That's, There's no, it's, that's not compa- size of it. it's not compensation issues, I promise. Um, you know, it, it could be bigger. It, could, it really could be bigger. I could have gone for the one. And it would have, it, then it would have to be counterbalanced on the other side. Yeah, but um, no. I, so I've. I, I'm going to model my mine around a handle of like a, no, one of one of those Bunnings or Bauhaus hammers. Yeah, just go to like a proper one. Yeah, yeah, that would be funny. That would be very cool. Uh, no, it's, uh, I've basically, for those who haven't seen the pictures, I've taken the the Paragon Blade from the new limited edition Praetor and cut it off because I didn't like it and I don't really think it fits the Iron Warriors so much. Um, and then I took the um, hammerhead from the Sigmarite War Altar from um, Old Fantasy, which is basically the gigantic hammer of Sigmar. And, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, pour one out for the 8th edition um, and glued that to it and it, it may or may not have drawn some reaction from certain forums on the internet going uh, from that's ridiculous to that's fucking sublime to Perturabo's going to have some issues um, seeing that hammer so uh, 
but uh, yeah, well, it is mildly uh, large. Let's put it like that. Well, given the size of that hammer, it would make sense that it would be for. Why Petrobo would have pro- tro- pro- ah, sorry for Try that. Again. Have a, have troubles with uh, using uh, Fort Breaker. Yeah. Because oh. Ferris Monis have no problem wielding that hammer, and then Petrobo gets it, and eh, it's too heavy. Uh, I'm too weak. Uh, uh, yeah. He didn't hit the gym enough, you know. Yeah, and he's and he's got the assist, assistant by his armor as well. Yeah, well, he just hasn't compensated for really enough on the armor yet. That's all it is. He's just getting the balance dialed in. Yeah. Don't be knocking my Primark, man. At least mine's still alive. Yeah, mine went out with the uh, style, though. Uh, on, on, you mean uh, on his knees in front all, of Fulgrim? All, all of mine, all of mine are still alive. In front, on his knees in front of yeah, Fulgrim but, is what you're saying. But, Freddy, you have most of the Primarchs that's cheating. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but then again, you know, my my Primark, my favorite one, he's killed most most Primarchs compared to anyone else. Yeah. And look at this. Look at like this, then. Uh, both of my Primarchs are actually dead in the fluff, so... Because my other arm is Blood Angels, and spoiler, he dies. <laughs> yeah, but he does oh, go yeah, out uh, in an uh, epic uh, way. He, ta- he goes after Horus. That, that, that's going down to the big guns, that is. Yeah. Actually, and, and, does, and, you know, my my Primarch, he fucked up Gulliman, so I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that... that just and, and my Primarch still fucking he's the alive. best one ever. Yeah. But he's just bitter sitting in fucking demon world with the whatever it's called. Yes. Improving the Medrin guard, right? You mean basically being 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 Perturabo and just yeah. you know not. F- Isn't that the Medrin guard or whatever it's called? I think so. I, I can't remember. I actually have to have a look at what he's doing these days. You know, drop him a, drop him a friend's request on Facebook. See how he's yeah. doing. You know. Well, just uh, well to be fair, Sanguinius went up with uh, uh, against a Horus possessed by all the powers of chaos and still managed to make a change in his armor at least. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, on on the whole, uh, or when they all get released, something tells me that Pri- uh, Sanguinis is going to be pretty high up on the uh, Mount Rushmore of Primarchs. Yeah, if not, lies, enough, lies. I, I need I need the model, no matter what. I need the model because it's, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's ca- they can't be ugly. That's just uh... yeah. So um, yeah, no. So back to the hobby progress. So yes, just playing around with the Praetor, making his hammer as big as possible, and. Um, Currently, well, currently, just to sort of talk about what I'm doing now, I guess while we're we're recording, I'm just trying to green stuff a cape onto him to balance the model out a bit, because um, it, it does look, honest to God, it does actually look a bit one-sided. So having a flowing cape on the back is actually going to add some uh, balance visually to the model, if nothing else. Some girth. Some, some yeah, I was going to say length because I think the hammer's got the girth covered, uh, and girth does equal mirth. So, um, on the other hand, the hammer looks like it's quite compensating for a lack of girth. And then, if that's the case, every marine should carry a six-foot bolter. Yeah, they are, basically are, yeah. given the size in real world. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, but yeah, so um, still, it looks awesome, and there's a picture up on uh, our Facebook page, I think. Thank you for recovering that, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah, what well, at least someone has to. Yeah, and. Uh, a question to my fellow co-hosts here. Yes. How come I'm the only one that kind of put up my Escalation army? Uh, um, I, I need to actually... T- I did actually finish mine, so I did actually paint it. I just haven't taken pictures, so I will fix that. I could just uh, uh, take a photo on the bits box I made of my Escalation... First part of my Escalation. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my commitment. Thank- Here's my bits box. But you, you're going to do a thousand points this time, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing uh, Iron Hands this time around because I 
don't really need making to make the infantry for Scandus for the Mechanicum anyhow. That's all it's sorted. So and it, you can't really run the amount of tanks I have to paint for Scandus in Son Mortalis, so that would be oh, for sorry. for fifteen hundred points. Yeah, that's basically tanks. Cool. Thanks, 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 <laughs> thanks, 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 thanks. Oh look, wait, I've got something. What's that? I bought a solar auxiliary quad motor as well. Oh nice. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Did you like forgot, buy? Forgot that box. By the rest of the, by the rest so of the, uh, Battle of Cal, the Tale of Cal box. Oh yeah, it? I bought one of them, but that doesn't count. That's not Forge World. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, although it's Forge World prices, but we'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> not that one. That's the. So what are, you, what are you working on tonight, Chris? What are you working on? Do you say? Uh, I'm sorting the legs on a calf box thread, uh. and well, that that still need work. But I might continue on my base from the future, so to speak. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> who's the, the one I started on the during the interview that we will have during the next next segment? So. Ah, yes, the the interview that we will we will hear after uh, that we recorded before this, but yeah. we'll hear after this. Uh, I have a, uh, another question. Am I the only one that's finished my uh, box thread? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, working on mine still. I have to. Okay. I have to order mine. Uh, yeah. I'm currently working. With all due respect, I'm currently working on Scandus, and then when I get Scandus out of the way, I'll have. Uh, I'll be able to <laughs> to focus on the box thread. See, all I hear is excuses all the time. Yeah. You two uh, yes, are like yes, the worst. Yes, you hear excuses. Role models. In role models in hobbying. Yeah. Guilty as charged. But on the other hand, we have some people uh, that have sent in their pledges, so we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, and we've got some guys coming. I think, is it Michael from um, TFL? Yep. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Radio Free Estevan is uh, joining us. And um, Chris... He's waiting for his. Yeah. His Chris, uh, Chris has been very specific, and we're, we're not allowing Hell Brutes, otherwise we'd have Ryan Kimmel involved as well. Yeah, he's actually asked, so... Just for the hell of it, but they might actually build one and send it in as an out of competition entrance. So I think he should. If 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 you want to do a cool hell brute, like for your word bearers or something, so you use it as a box thread in 30k. You just make one, send it in, but you won't win a prize for it. But we will still feature it in a gallery. Chris is such a harsh task. Okay. So well, you you can be honourably mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. In the album, these people didn't really live up to the task. <laughs> Oh, Chris. I, okay. Currently, uh, me and Jody is <laughs> Making also... friends everywhere. Since... <laughs> Let's be fair. We know what Chris's gaming lists are like. So making friends yeah. is by far optional for him. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all It's all friendly rivalry. Yeah, this is true. Exactly. Like, who would be such a fucking douchebag that would take a Spartan in 1,500 points with yeah. Eidolon uh, and Cronus? Spartan and Eidolon. <laughs> and full yeah. command squad with uh, Medicaid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it's not a Primus Medicaid because a command squad can take a regular one, so I didn't totally go. Oh, so you just had it. the Legion Champion. It wasn't 100% dick list, is what you were saying. <laughs> well, I had Legion, Legion Champion in the unit as well, so... Oh, that's yeah, see, he, could, he couldn't even kill a fucking uh, turret, so... No, that's... That, <laughs> Automated that's... turret that you auto-hit. Yeah, considering you actually charged it, and what did you have, like, four or five attacks? Yeah, uh, well? I think it's like five attacks. Yeah, and missed all of them. <laughs> Well, I hit all of them. I just couldn't fucking do the four plus to wound him. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Fifty percent chance, and you failed, is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. All those well, things. I didn't fail. He failed. 
So he's now in the box of shame then? He's like, yeah, I know. Very, together with that chaplain from LVO. They're <laughs> shaming together right now. Yeah. Oh, stuck in the box of shame because that's where they live. Uh, that's where they should be if they fail to survive. So, you are working on the cloak, I'm working on that. Are Freddy working on anything? Well, I'm working on uh, my entire freaking. Um, yeah, that's black right. Shield, black shield that's list. right. That's right. Yeah, that, so Freddy is nice and busy with that. Yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, should we see if there's any news this week, then? Yeah, go on. Let's, oh, yeah, let's yeah, have yeah, a look yeah. if there's well, anything well, important. Well, while I'm already upset, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well. So, there, there was something really lovely released this week. It's the Horus Heresy Legions of Starters Age of Darkness Army List Special Edition. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. And it looks really, really nice. The only problem is that uh, Freddy didn't get one, so he, no. he's a bit bitter about that. But, uh, a little eh. bit, yes. <laughs> Fuck hell. Can't you even get a man like 10 minutes so I can go in and open up the homepage and then put it in my basket and then fucking order it? No. Seriously. What's wrong with people? Seriously, Freddy, you should have like priority options with the people? amount of money you spend at Forgeworld. Yeah, but why aren't they not ringing they should, you and just offering you this shit straight away? They should just exactly. include it in your latest order. Automatically, just add it to my next order. Like, or just beat the box of the order. Yeah. 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 You won't worry about the price. Just add it in. Just, just put it in there. Push just, it in there. Just send, send it. Yeah, bill, bill me. <laughs> on the other hand, this uh, actually completes the red books for now. Yeah. So there will be there's the Legion book, and then they got the Age of Darkness Armorist book, which is the dated version of the Crusade armor list. Yep. And so you get all your base units in that one and the missions and uh, stuff like that. And it's actually quite, quite handy to have. Yeah. I, I'm very, I won't lie, I'm very much looking forward to being able to own this and actually use it in in games. Um, you know, rather than having to have uh, the PDF versions of it. And uh, they have added units to it as well because it's uh, 65 units and it uh, includes the Stormbird and stuff like that. And the top secret uh, new Legion Jet Bike Sky Slayer support. Yeah, squadron. which has got everybody going, what the fuck and how much does it cost? Maybe they just have uh, jet bikes with uh, Skyfire and Interceptor and can't shoot, attack ground targets. So you actually have to, like. Chase flies around. That's kind of cool. That, that could be yeah. fun. To, to co- coincide with the release of the flyer expansion from 40k. Mm. Uh, I'm going to kill you soon. <laughs> Stop doing <laughs> that. <laughs> and suddenly the emperor is you now is going to turn into portals and. Yeah. It could happen. No. <laughs> no, it's well, not going to happen. And uh, to be fair, this is it's nice to have all the rules in all. In the same place, and with this one and the Legion book, you can make all of the currently released armies except for the three ones re- that only have rules in book six yeah. because they haven't got any units left. I think it is. Yeah, there's no black shields in this one. And it's not in, not in this one, right? No. Well, I'm hoping that the next one is going to be the one like it's going to have, uh, you know, Space Wolves. Thousand Suns, Black Shields, and oh, the Prospero book, you mean? Yeah, but no, but there's like a new red book. Yeah. For for and it's going to be like uh, Space Wolf, Thousand Suns, Black Shields, Dark Angels, um, yeah, the Angels of Angels of Death, basically, and White Scars. Yeah. And Angels of Death is for those that don't know it, Dark Angels and 
Blood Angels. Yeah, old school, mm. old school Angels of Death. Like, was it second or the second Ed? Yeah, that book. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just a, a proper expansion book for the regular Space Marine Codex, with additional units and fluff. Yeah. So. And not uh, an entirely different codex. So. Nope. So, uh, the book is also available, obviously, on digital editions for tablets and iPads. Yes, that's going to be awesome. Which is kind of weird that they haven't done that for the, the Dark, like the, for the Legions. It, it will be available at the same time. Okay, so they're doing both. Yeah. 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 So, they're, cool. bo- they're actually available in bundles on Black Library's website. Yeah, you can... They're, they have uh, the... Eight of Darkness collection, which is uh, Legion of Sartre's Eight of Darkness army list and Eight of Darkness Legion list. Yep. So you get both of those digital. Or you have the Eternal War collection, which is the army list, Legion list, uh, Crusade Imperialist army list, Tecmoth army list, and Warhammer 40,000, the rules. So basically the booklet from Dark Vengeance and similar boxes. Oh, yeah. So you get all of, so get the, get all of the all of the stuff in one place, basically. Yeah, and that's uh, the uh, Eternal War collection will only set you back 113 euros, so could be worse. It, yeah, it's considering considering what we've spent on the miniatures, and if you want all the books and you don't really, or you want all the books in a portable format and not drag them around in an entire suit. You mean like old school true players, right, Freddy? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I bring my duffel bag. It's also good for like you know exercise purposes. Uh, fair enough. I can I can, yeah. I can understand that. Well, I I'm, I personally will say that uh, when it happens, I will be downloading onto my iPad. I'll be probably getting the Legion's collection, uh, so that'll set me up quite nicely for what I need uh, for yeah. Scandus and more importantly for Avarii three. Um, which happens in September, which reminds me, shit, I've got to paint more Ooh. stuff. Um, yeah. How many points is uh, Varite? Uh, 2,500. And a half. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, not a bad size. It's uh, basically, I think I'm going to sort of test out one of my uh, one of my uh, Scandus lists uh, for that event. Yeah. See how it plays. It's basically, if you're doing the math, it's basically a super heavy from the scanners list. Yeah, super heavy or of, or uh, baby super heavy and a yeah, unit. Yeah, points points wise, I mean. Yeah. Or of Primark. Yeah. Basically. Which is so, well, which would be that's pretty pretty useful. But uh, we'll talk more about Avario later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, so next on the list. Yep. That's uh, something from the bulletin. I'm not sure that we mentioned it in the next last episode, but. Uh, it's the Mechanicum Vulturax. Oh, the pre-Plague Drone, Plague Drone. Yeah, Plague Drone, Blight Drone, whatever it's called. Oh, it might be a Blight Drone, actually, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Plague Drones are the flies from Fantasy. Uh, yeah. From the end time. Yeah, they want... Is that the one, like, the Plague Berries? Berries? The Plague Berry the, the the Flyer. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. It, it actually, it actually looks quite cool. It looks like it has havoc launchers and some, well, mechadendrites and uh, some nasty-looking gun in the front. So we'll see what happens. That, Maybe that it's reminds a... me of the grav gun, like the 40k grav gun. Yeah, 
Uh, Looks like a, a grav gun with the top half of an arc rifle on top of yeah. it. From the mecha- Mechanicus. Uh, Have they put up any any rules for it or? No, it's ju- it was previewed uh, during the open day. I think it was. Oh no, Warhammer Fest. Ah, okay. And now they put put it up in the, uh, the bulletin. So yeah. it might be like, uh, hey, look what might be released during the open day. That's soon enough. Uh, like next weekend, if I remember rightly. I, I actually think it should be or supposed to be uh, released. Uh, yeah. As well as the Mastodon and th- stuff like that. Oh, so. Mastodon. Mastodon. Those uh, sheep, uh, sheep kids. Nom, 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 Mastodon. What do you mean that's cheap? It's cheaper than a fucking Titan. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. Take all my money well, now. That depends on which Titan you're talking about. They're almost the same. Yeah, legit cool. Legit cool. I mean, it's... On, the, on the other hand, it's really fucking cool. It is, it is. It's a it's a tunnel on wheels. A tunnel on tracks, which it's quite a silly concept, but it works. And do you know who we do you know a, who we've got to blame for that? If you want to blame anybody for that sort of thing, for whatever reason you might want to do that. Gav Thorpe. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Gav Thorpe well no, not blame him, but it was Gav who Gav Thorpe who actually came up with the idea of the Mastodon. Yeah, so now we're gonna have to wait and see for those uh, mono tracks that it was mentioned in Angels of Caliban then. Yeah. As basically shield generators on tracks. Which would be so cool. Uh, no, literally... Get, uh, well, imagine if uh, the Dark Angels got a special unit with mobile... Mobile void shields. Which, yeah. How much would you punch anyone in the face that played Dark Angels? <laughs> Coming your way soon, gents. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would. Come on, let's be honest. It's just like... That's not cool, man. That's not cool at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's bad enough that you can get a void shield as a relic if you play relics but to potentially potentially have them in an army list should they come into existence they, they're going to have to be freaking expensive that's all I'm saying uh, they really are in my, in my like, mind at least to be fair you could probably just take them in a formation and uh, get them for free if you buy two tax squads Ew, why do you have to mention formations <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to Get a your, reaction. Your face is a formation. Yeah. yeah. Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a good one. It's like an over, it's like an undercosted wraith knight formation. You just want to punch someone when they say stupid shit. Yep. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm like five, six hours away from you and an hour and a half away from Freddy. Worth the drive. That's true. And uh, I've already been drinking too much. So I can't yep. drive anyways. Well, <laughs> that's that's quite fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you're a bad man, so, Christopher. Uh, the, dr- the drone, it looks freaking awesome. I might have to get one or two. I heard the team of the Air of Horus was try- considering br- bribing people to buy them for him. So, yeah, well, I think I think Michael's got his his agents on the ground, um, yeah. and that's that's. How come, come we don't have agents? Because we, oh, we haven't. We uh, haven't. Well, we need, we, need, we need to bring this up. Later on, I, yeah. I, I, re- I require some agents. Okay, maybe because yeah. we don't we don't have a Mornaval or something like that. I don't know. Maybe we need some intangible, tangible benefits. I don't know. Well, if if anyone wants to be in our version of the Mornaval, please send a mastodon to Yodi. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that's a fair entry fee. <laughs> yeah. But no, my, uh, Michael's got got his agents on the ground ready to sort that out. Um, and Tim may or may not be getting one, uh, getting something through uh, through those agents should the the drones be available because they are pretty. Let's be fair. Yeah. Let's hope those agents can snatch them up before any eBay sellers or something like that. Well, you mean like before that. the first two people in the queue? 
Yeah, that gets them and just sells them on or recasts them. Yeah, I, I assume that that's going to be the funniest thing. Would somebody when they sell when they finally release an Imperator Titan? Is they going to do it? They have to. It'd just be stupid not to. They could just release that cosplay armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ages four to seven, <laughs> the Imperator Titan. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I have that. The, the first like first two people in the queue, there'll be like five available. The first one will buy four of them and then sell three on eBay and recast the fourth. And then the, th- yeah. the fifth one will actually be buying it for his own army and everybody else will just be sad. And then you just put it in a drawer when you huh? can't be bothered painting it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we need our agents yeah. to yeah. assassinate these people. <laughs> we don't need agents, we just send Chris over for his snatch and grab shit. I need to do some you know, full Grim style interrogation. Yeah. Not back, the, the, back to the waterboarding. <laughs> not, not the Captain and Fabius Biles trying to ex- excise the demon from F- Fulgrim them. Well, I don't want to give away my secrets. Yeah, I was trying to keep something for the the listeners' imagination. Yeah. So. So, the drone is cool. Let's stop droning on about this and just oh. go to what's new from the main company. From, from GW itself. Well, GW have done what's been expected by a number of us for a long time, and by a number of us, I mean pretty much the the internet. Um, yeah. And they've released the Betrayal at Calf. Uh, units as they're in their own individual box sets. And they're on fucking crack. And they are on, <laughs> they're fucking crazy with those prices. Oh, yeah. But uh, on the other hand, if you want easily accessible Cataphractic Terminators... Go to Forge uh, Nah, if you want to, like, just pick them up. I mean... Oh, if it's, if it's like, the, uh, the I can buy them in a store feeling then yeah okay i can see that and that's uh, all uh, that i actually was considering yeah, you you pay premium price not to have to pay postage yeah yeah but on the other hand you can get lovely bundles on forge world yeah. and legion specific uh, shoulder pads and stuff like that exactly so, so maybe you want to have a look at forge world first. but it's it's not even fucking close to the price that it comes in the box no like it, it would be so much easier is to go on Craigslist and say, "Oi, who wants some Cataphracty? Because I need some Tech Marines." Yeah, let's meet up. You know, dudes looking for dudes uh, looking for bits. Yeah, I, I'm wearing a pink top. You know. So you mean a dude, 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 vest. Oh, yeah. dudes looking for dudes bits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. Yeah. Why, why do you? Why do you think yeah. that doesn't sound weird? Does it? I think that's a. No, not at all. No, exactly. See, that's fine. Because you know, like the the cost of three tax squads is the same as the fucking calf box, and then you get the rest for free. Yeah. And whatever those gaming boards that no one gives a shit about, but you know. And uh, if you look uh, look at it like this, the contempt of dreadnought, well, it's uh, too static, and they could have, considering even the box dreads are more dynamic than that, especially the space wolf one. And it's thirty-five pounds, and then you can get the Legion-specific one for thirty-four pounds. Yeah. Now, now, forge world all the way with that. I'm sorry. I appreciate everybody who wants to actually go out and buy them. Go do it. Go go nuts. But either buy the Petrelic Calf box set and actually get some value out of it, or go forge world. That's that's my that's my advice. Um, yeah. But you know, 
knowing who I am, like if you're desperately for like one tax squad, whatever, money is not an issue. You need your hit. You need it now. You need fucking to smell that plastic glue. You feel the itching in your veins. And yeah. and uh, for that reason, support your local store. Yes, yes, okay, can't knock you that. You should be... So that, that's a good reason to spend. But on the other hand, the Cataphractic Terminators from Games Workshop is £40, and the Cataphractic Pattern Terminators from Forge World that looks a slight bit better is £35. And if you have bought a health box prior to this and that, you could just buy the resin one and use the extra weapons from the health box or trade with your friends or something like that. Yeah, again, Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah, so... Slanish sex fiend. Just look me up. Yeah. Number one to 322. They're all Freddy's account. Yeah. 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 They're not very good at liking Facebook pages, but otherwise they're good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the the That's best right. part with Fortwell, though. I can't deny it, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, the best part with the Fortwell as well is all the different weapons you can get compared to the ones in the calf box. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Let, let's be fair. We're not trying to be the uh, no, sort of resin master race here. It's just seriously. I think that it's a really but, bad decision yeah. to be putting these prices out when the people who are most likely to to look at these things know kind of what's available in other places. But on the other uh, hand, uh, on the other hand, you don't know if there's a formation if you go something witchy poo. You get oh, again with free, the, again then... with the formations. What is this crap? They're probably coming with that as well. But uh, on the other hand, if you're not a 40k, if you're a 40k player, not a 30k player, you might just want them to spruce up your armies and stuff like that. Yeah. And to be fair, if they're actually in store in town and I want some extra cataphracta, I might just buy them and use the weapons I bought from Fortwell prior to make them different. There's a definite convenience angle to them. Let's yeah, just that's say that. A, that, that's the only no, like, okay, just, can I can I summarize it? If you yep. to. Everything about it is awesome except for the price. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's the only the only beef we have is that the pricing is retarded, and you know they they could shift ship so much of these fucking boxes if it was competitive competitive compared to Forge World prices. Or even yeah, yeah. Or just comparative like, to 40k prices. Oh yeah, well. yeah, they are even more. They are more expensive than the 40k counterparts. So. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah. what do we say? It's like uh, 300. We're doing this in Swedish krona. It's like 300 krona for a 10-man tact 40k tactical squad, and it's 360 yep. or something like that. Yeah, and that's 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 a, not a small amount of, of difference when you think about it. But, that's almost a lunch, depending on when you, where you buy lunch and if you actually want to know where, what the lunch contains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's optional. Yeah. But yes, yeah. prices, prices are but, high. But, you know, it's awesome, and I have high expectations for more uh, Horus Heresy plastic to come. And, you know, well, hopefully they'll keep doing, like, good deals on the... Because the calf box is a really good deal. Yeah. I think that... I, I think that's... I think that's why we kind of get blinded with this is because the calf box is such a fucking good value for money that when they finally came out with these and they're, you know, okay, it's 60 kronas different for a tactical squad, but but we know that, fuck, if you three of those is the same amount as the entire calf box, we get all what what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I think you know we, we're kind of. You know what's kind of funny. I just want to uh, jump on that for a second. What you're saying there, Freddie, is actually they've done, if they did the same thing as they did with the knights, actually maybe release the boxes first and then drop the calf box. I know it sounds stupid, but you know you drop you drop the renegade box and you're now basically getting you know two knights for the price of one. You're going to shift it. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, I know why they did it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I thought it was fun. Well, I don't think that first they did the calf book. Like, the the problem you can, you can notice that everything is just kind of a trial from them. Yeah. So they did the calf book and see, ah, oh, is is this gonna work? And then fuck, it just blew everyone's mind. And you know, now now you probably can't get hold of it. Like, I think Games Workshop has one in in Stockholm. All of Alpha spill and everything because I went there and bought all of them. Uh, they have n- none left. So it's Freddy's fault, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah oh. there, there might be some left in town here because there's. I think there's still a copy of Blood Bowl sitting in town here, so in the store. Ooh, where? Where? Uh, it's in the central Eskilstuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, last time at least I was there, there was a brand new in box uh, Blood Bowl, still in shrink, shrink wrap. We we might need to talk about this later, but <laughs> this is our horror heresy podcast, so let's focus. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's that's what I mean. The, the, considering it's a small store in a small town, they might actually be in the countryside as well. Yeah, yeah but still, like most of them has kind of like they they did sell extremely well, probably better than they expected. So yeah, the the first they had a first print that sold out, I think, and then then everyone complained that they're oh they might not sell so well because of but that was in like a month after they were released, and everyone bought it the first weekend. So yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say if whatever they're doing, they're doing it, and that I think that's important more than anything else is they're actually doing it and stuff is coming out. Uh, but to say one thing that um, I, I'm I'm hoping for is a plastic breacher squad because that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, more boxes. They they need like now they've done the Mark Four and it fucking works. And I know they they kind of took probably took that Mark because it's the closest one to to the regular ones. Yeah. But I think that now they saw that fuck there is a damn demand for this. They should definitely do like a Mark Three one and then a Mark Two one. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one, Freddie. I think they should be doing something like that. Definitely. Fuck if they if they can re-release Lost Patrol. They can, yeah. they can, they can fucking. But on the other hand, isn't Lost Patrol like some 2.5D terrain or uh, printed uh, terrain and uh, a, a scout sprue and a turnit sprue? So what you're saying <laughs> is it's basically Betrayal at Calf with a few less sprues? Yeah, uh, and they already had a sprue because it's the regular scout sprue. Yeah, well. Uh, but I remember Lost Patrol back in the day, so I get all nostalgic and. I, I have to buy it. So, but that's uh, that's also how much you, would you think they would have get if they were re-releasing Gorka Morka? Uh, uh, I have to buy Gorka Morka. I love Gorka Morka. Gorka Morka is exactly. fucking awesome. From, from, from as the sound of Freddy, from Freddy alone, basically enough to make it worthwhile. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> Gorka Morka was shit. Necromunda. Necromunda was yeah. even better. Like I, I just loved Gorka Morka because it was like Necromunda, but. It was like retarded. <laughs> That's why it was so fun. Because then I was in kind of like in uni, so it was more more up my alley. Yeah, because you you were kind of drunk all the time, so it's yeah, it's like, like a good like a beer and pretzel game basically. Uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, you never knew like oh the doc he chopped my arm off. 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never so, seek medical attention. <laughs> never. <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> so, should we round out this then? Should we? Too is there anything else? A bit, uh, a bit too expensive. But oh, yeah. uh, the the character models cost about as much as the Legion Praetors from Forge World. Yeah. So, if you don't want to have multiple co- multiple copies of the Military of Health ones, if you already bought a box or two, just buy the Legion Praetors and get into... Just have some additional sculpts in your army to make it look... Have some, have some cool stuff, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah. Now, we love you, Games Workshop, for actually supporting the heresy, so... Please keep, please keep good, it up, we're just being whingy. Yeah, we're yeah. just being whinging. As long as you... I don't care if you sell them separately a bit more expensive, just keep those fucking discount boxes coming. Yeah, do it that way. And and to be fair, the Betrayal of Calf was quite fun, but if nothing else, I actually used uh, the large tiles that comes with it as uh, Sun Mortalis boards. Yeah, with some sketch yep. terrain and stuff, they'll, they'll actually work yeah. really well. I combine that one with... Uh, uh, Space Hulk? Yeah, Space Hulk, because I got two of the third edition Space Hulk boxes. Nice. So I actually used the train and just combined it to a makeshift. So I'm telling board. That, that reminds me, do you want some more of the uh, Kalf boards? Because I've got some spare here you can have. I got two sets. I got the from a mate as well. Okay. Well, you can have another one anyway if you want it. Like, like yeah, I'll bring enough. it up and give it to you because I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Cool. So uh, I, I can always, uh, like... Give it to hobos. Yeah. Uh, here, build a house out of it. I, I yeah. don't know. So, so. Well, actually, I gave it to my sons, and they use it when they play with their toy soldiers. Yeah. That's cool. Actually, I might just give it to my kids. So, that if you if you, you give it to hobos, I give my kids. You know, same thing. They'll it'll get used to do to be destroyed one way or another. Yeah, but considering it's still quite a ni- nice board. So, if if you have an alternate. Terrain for Sermatals don't use them, but if you don't have a Sermatals board, you're just get, getting started. No, it's a, a, actually if you have like two sets or something, you can you can actually make like a four by four almost, and yeah, then with no some problem. terrain, it's it works a treat. It's just like having one of those gaming maths. Yeah, and, and it's know, uh, yeah. quite a lot easier to store than a Fortwell Sermatalis board, but that's beside the point. Yeah. You don't have to have that as well either to play Sermatalis, but it looks cool when I picked it up. Yeah. Okay, so what you're basically telling me is don't throw it away, keep it if I want to Mortalis board and pick up another set, or give it away because why not? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we had this mildly confusing talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, past few minutes are have made really much sense, I It's It's promise. been great radio. Um, <laughs> this, People mumble, mumbling and don't really know what to say. Yeah, well, no, no, we're just talking about, about random shit like we always do. Just this time we happen to be actually recording it. Um, yeah, so, should we go on to mention the list? Yes, let's talk about the... Uh, the well, normally at this sort of time in the podcast, we do a concept list or something from one of us. We'll bring out a list that we want, we want to talk about. Um, but this episode, what we're actually doing is we're going to sort of postpone this because during our interview with uh, uh, Mr. Chris Birch from Scattershot Painting, he actually takes us through his list for the Michigan GT. Uh, it is a Night Lords list, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's all I can say about that, because uh, if I say any more, we'll basically be taking away from our main segment, so I'll shut up about that now. Um, 
One thing I will say is, although we do events later on, is to mention that we will be uh, running our own event, the uh, sort of April, May time next year, the Scorpius Insurrection. And I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll have actually spent some time and put it together so you guys can have a bit more detail on that. Um, but we're just trying to finalise dates around the other major um, events and... Uh, just hoping that Forge World are very nice and don't drop any big weekenders or random events at that time. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that we'll be firing out some more details on that very soon as well. So, has anybody got got anything else we want to add to the uh, to the opening here? No. No, Freddy. No, fuck no. Fuck no. Okay, that's that's pretty definitive as a no there. Um, so <laughs> that being the case, we will be right back with our wibbly wobbly timey wimey recorded before we recorded this, but now being played after this section. Uh, chat with Mr. Chris Birch from Scattershot Hobbies and Scattershot Painting. So we will be right back. Life. 
one. And we're back from that musical break, and we have a bit of a scoop here on the Varangian Heresy podcast. We are bringing in one of the foremost pillars of the community, a man who gives a whole lot of support and asks for very little back, but we're going to try and change that for him, um, get some word out. And I'm going to introduce Mr. Chris Birch from Scattershot Painting. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing good, brother. Yourself? You know, I've been uh, moving and shaking, trying to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, trying to get be, be all creative and stuff, mm-hmm. which is never a bad thing. And yeah. uh, I'm afraid to say Freddie can't join us this evening while we're at, at time of recording. So it's just myself and uh, the the other Chris, as it will be known, or Mr. Navinda, or, um, you know, he, the or librarian, he, the librarian or the, uh, the guy with the rule books, you know. Yeah. Either works. At, Either least, uh, at least I'm known for something. Yeah, this is true. You are, and people people don't have to worry about you, you know, being dead because yeah. you're actually in this one. Silly Sean. Ah, it's because he cares. <laughs> Sean sees initiative. We love you. We love the fact you care about Chris. We do too. But um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so we've we've uh, been very uh, fortunate enough to get you on and just to have a chat about. Well, about many things, but uh, let's start off. Can you just introduce yourself a bit and give everybody who's probably heard about Scattershot painting or Scattershot hobbies and yourself, but maybe doesn't know much about you as uh, as, a, as a dude and what you do in the hobby and what you do for yourself, just sort of give them an idea. All right. Yeah, that's not an issue. Um, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> I hope not. Otherwise, we're going to have a very short segment. Um. So I, uh, I'm the owner of Scattershot Painting. Uh, the Scattershot Painting originally started off because of the whole um, Blue Table Painting deal. Yeah. You know, what happened with that. Um, and I was like, hey, I can paint. I've been painting uh, since I was 14 years old. I've been gaming since I was 14 years old. Um, you know, I started my freshman year of high school. I uh, couldn't help myself. I was actually... I got into it because I, I was walking to get some pizza and I looked in and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Just like everybody who does, who's never seen this hobby before. <laughs> they, 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 Holy they shit, that, what is uh, that? You know, those little men they're playing with? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I kind of got sucked into the black hole from then. Um, I never, I did small commissions here and there for... Um, for clients, uh, things like that, uh, for friends. Yeah. It wasn't like anything serious. You know, a lot of the time it took me a long time to get stuff done. I was, you know, more or less worried about getting my stuff painted and, you know, playing. And uh, I didn't really want to waste my time with other people's stuff. Uh, but, you know, when I was 18, I joined the military. Oh, I'm a veteran. Um, I was in uh, demolitions. And then, uh, hang on, after, hang on, hang on. Sorry, you were you, you're not only uh, how old 26? Yes, I'm, I'm you're 26. a war, you, you're, a, you're a veteran, so you're a veteran and you're into demolitions. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was in demolitions when I was, uh, I joined, I kind of joined behind my parents' back, like literally a couple days after my 18th birthday. I was like, oh, I'm in the army now. <laughs> Surprise. Um, <laughs> Throughout high school, I actually dual enrolled in college because I figured 
hey, the high school will pay for my college, so I double dipped and did my high school and my college at the same time. Uh-huh, okay. And then I joined the military. Um, I did four years in, and I got medical out. And then uh, they offered me to stay in, but I had my first child on the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, by the time my first kid around, like, my kid came around, like, um, like a lot of hobbyists, uh, I hit a lull. And I just, like, kind of played here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't anything super serious. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just kind of worried about being me. I wasn't yeah. paying for anybody. Um, after that relationship was over, my son got older and I met my wife. Um, I started working full time in a factory and I started painting again. Uh, and then what happened was is I painted some stuff and one day someone goes, hey, can you paint me some stuff too on Facebook? And I was like, sure. And uh, one reason why I started Scattershot is because I, I I applied for uh, Frontline Gaming. Okay. They're studio painters. I heard, you know, I was listening to all the podcasts, and they're like, oh, we need studio painters. And they, they kicked me back. Uh, oh. You know, they, they said that I wasn't what they were looking for, so I started my own studio. I bet and, they're kicking themselves a bit now. Um, <laughs> well, we do work for Frontline now. Okay, fair enough. Missions. Um, I can tell you they do not get very many heresy commissions coming across their table because Scattershot Painting has a lot of the heresy commissions. <laughs> this is not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, we do. I do work for Frontline Gaming also. Uh, so the as we're going <laughs> with that, I can go on a whole tangent about that one. Go on a whole tangent if you want. I mean, you know, I, I have no problem with tangents. We're really good at tangents. It's all good. That's most of what we do. After yeah. And, and Chris is Chris is really good at bringing us back off tangents. So I, I, I enable. Chris brings it back in. So you've got a perfect partnership here. <laughs> Go for it if you want to. So uh, as a tangent, um, we what happens is is Frontline goes to a bunch of studios for their studio painters. A lot of their painters work for their own studios. Yeah. So like self-employed guys, basically. Yeah, we're all contractors. Our contractors, yeah. So what happens is is you come to Scattershot Painting and you get, a, you get a quote and then you go to Frontline Gaming and you get a quote and say you wanted a Horus painted and I said it was $200 and then you go to Frontline Gaming, and they come to me and they go, how much will you paint a horse for? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see how this works. You know, so like, because uh, I do almost all the heresy commissions, um, like the bigger stuff, they're trying to pass as much through me. I don't get them all. But um, what will happen is you might as well just come through me because they charge 20, 20 some dollars a Marine for like an Imperial fist. And I charge $10 a Marine. <laughs> That's a slight difference. Ever, um, so, ever so slightly. Just saying. Yeah. The only difference between my studio and their studio is I do not have a money back guarantee. Uh huh. Fair enough. There, there's a big reason behind it. Um, with a lot of painting studios, we have a non-refundable, but the smaller studios and most studios don't have a money-back guarantee because of how closely I work with my clientele on getting what they want yeah. you know, and sending them photos and everything. By the time your army's not done, if you are not happy with it, you weren't happy with it to begin with. 
you, you're part of the process basically you can't you know you've had your you've had your two cents worth and then probably a bit more change on top yeah like uh when we do base coats we give you we give you updates we ask for any changes we do we do a test model before anything's painted see what if you need changes and alterations for that we go through the colors we go through the reasoning behind all of it i don't do everything my clients want my clients might ask for a my little pony army i won't paint it um, fair point uh if you ask for an imperial fist army and you want it painted with crimson fist colors I won't do that, especially during the heresy. I try to keep it as historical as possible and as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, down to the markings and the symbols and all that other stuff. Um, so I do, for the heresy, try to keep it as... And, like, um, the biggest issue I have are people who want to do allies or mechanicum attachments or knight attachments. Yeah. I try to make it... I try to make it as reasonable as we can. Yeah. Uh, for four people. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, it reminds me of something, and I, I mean this as a compliment. Uh, you, you remind me of a, a very good tattoo artist. And and I mean that in the fact that you, you, you look at what your clients are bringing you, and you look at effectively what they're asking and then you go right okay i see what you want there here's my professional opinion let's try and do something that works you know what i mean it's like if somebody shows up and says i want this tat you know i've got a couple of tats myself i'm sure everybody has here one way or another you know if you want like uh, i don't know a koi carp exploding into a clown's head they're probably going to go, yeah, you realize this is going to be on you for life. Are you sure this is what you want? Let's talk about the idea. And then they talk it down or they take them in a different direction. You've actually got that that degree of um, care and artistry in what you do is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, this this is a uh, – this, this is what I do full time and I do care. Um, I don't take clients that – I come across as snobby or cocky. Um, yeah. I don't take clients that I feel like are going to try to rush the art. Yeah. Um, and that's just me being being reasonable. Um, because nothing happens when you rush it. <laughs> no, I've been there, done that myself, tried to do that myself. Doesn't work. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's a fair point. I mean, that's 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 something I like to hear. I like, uh, you know, again, it, it'll come into some questions we got later about artists and how you work, but it's nice to see that that's how, that's how it goes. So, I mean, when you've got this stuff going through, you you sort of like you say, you sort of pick up the stuff for um, the bigger studios that you sort of work in tandem with, and in that way, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, with uh, what what else is there at Scattershot? I mean, what else? I mean, it's not just yourself, is it? No. Um, when I when I first started, it was just me. Yeah. Uh, went out and I made a, I threw something out online to a bunch of studios because I had so much work that was coming in that I would like I was uh I needed more painters and the, what I found was I fired I've gone through about twenty four painters. 
Wow. Okay. Fired, fired um, because I wasn't satisfied with their work. Yeah. Um, but that's fair enough, though, given the line of business. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of them were great painters, but the issue I had was they had awesome portfolios themselves, but when they worked on my stuff, they weren't working on it to the degree that they were working for their own studios. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a degree of commitment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. So uh, that was another issue no. I had. Um, so what? What is? Uh, so what happened is I'm starting to cultivate and get more painters I'm comfortable uh, with that I'm training myself. Like people that have never picked up a paintbrush before. Yeah. Those are the kind of people I want, or people that have the experience. But uh, they need some fine tuning. So, like, uh, I one of my first client ended up being one of my biggest assets because he was active in the community on Facebook and everything like that. And um, what what happened was he started helping me find painters, and we found David Sampson. Okay, cool. That's how we ran into Sampson. We called Sampson, and I was like, "Hey, you know, we we did a three way call. And we introduced ourselves." And he was fucking floored, and he was like, I love your guys' work. I never thought, you know, I was capable of, you know, even painting for commissions. He was thinking about opening his own studio and starting off small and working his way up. And I'm like, well, why don't you just join my studio? I've already done the legwork, you know. I have a customer base. Come work for me. Yeah, because he was charging like $50 for Imperial Nights, and I'm like, you're losing so much money. Um, wow. What, what, getting, what, what clients are getting. And I'm like, finish up the commissions you have. So he has some commissions left over that he started taking um, from people that were taking advantage of him um, in the manner of that, like his prices were low. Sorry about that. Um, his prices were low. And um, I said, finish those up. If they want anything else, just send them through the studio. I'll handle all the paperwork all managing their jobs, everything like that. All people have to do is request you for the painter. That's nope. very cool. Um, we met for the first time at Adepticon, and we click. You know, we click. We talk every day. Um, yeah. I talk with all my painters every day. He's in Tennessee. I'm in Michigan. Um, and that doesn't affect our productivity or the quality. And that's kind of how Headshot started because – his painting ability was at a great level, but I knew that there's techniques that he could learn from me to bring it up to a better standard. Yeah. So that's why Headshot essentially started was me doing a tutorial on how to paint white scars, and we're like, let's do something else. You know, <laughs> let's do something else. So we kept, uh, just like you guys, you guys, uh, I, I believe uh, Freddie was saying that you guys just were sitting one day bullshitting about the heresy, and then you're like, why don't we record this? Yeah, literally. I mean, I I kind of put it, I I kind of, I was sort of trying to get my heresy on, but lacking the, sorry for the rustling for anybody who's hearing, I'm trying to work on a, a cape sculpt at the moment. Um, I, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to paint heresy. I want to start talking heresy and that sort of stuff. And, but most of my gaming group are 40k. So it was like, ah, the, the conversation isn't flowing. So it was like, okay, well, I'll just put a shout out. And 
I'd actually got some bits and stuff through Christopher, who's on the call with us now, and then and Freddie as well, and they both answered, and I was like, okay, let's get online. We chatted on Skype a couple of times, and then for like like two, three hours a night, and we were chatting, and this is while Freddie was getting ready for Lincoln, and then it was just a case of, um, should we just like record this and put it out online? And it's like, yeah, okay, somebody might want to listen to it, and you know, we haven't stopped yet. And to be fair, it hard, hardly hurt that you got a complete set of uh, podcasting equipment at home yeah well thanks to my <laughs> wife and this is yeah. this is another thing I, I love my wife for she she does a podcast on occult stuff and um she's into that and the, she's got a full setup through there and basically very kindly let me have access to it and as long as i don't break it um then i can keep using it so i'm very careful with it um but yeah i get to use her podcasting equipment and we we get a podcast out every week so yeah very much like uh headshot started yeah sorry to completely derail what you were saying there by no, the way no, good also uh, headshot is quite lovely i've been on it several times now yeah I even though to... it's on at 5 a.m local time for us well i need to drag my lazy ass out of bed <laughs> early enough to get on there and do it no no arguments anymore gotta get involved Yeah, we um, you know, we're trying to find as many podcasters as we can and just guests as we can to talk about it because, um, you know, we're just a little piece of the pie. Tasty, and, uh, pe tasty piece of the pie, though. Yeah. I I think I'm the first person to actually start putting the um, parental, like the the parental warning for adult languages and themes on before my episodes. Um, after they they show we I edit them and throw them up there because a lot of people who do want to watch have young children because um, what happened um, I think what happened is it was prompted that because our first episode there is 150 f bombs dropped <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even realize it we're just you're just talking it's kind of yeah. You realize when when your your language has changed when fuck has become a comma in your in your phrase, in your lexicon rather than an actual you know well, standout it's, it's swear one, word. It's one of those words that uh, really transcends because it's a, a verb, it's an adjective, it's a <laughs> it's a noun basically. It's a well it's a well known phrase from Goodfellas, you know. Yeah. It all counts. But yeah, sorry, tangent again. See, I, I warned you, we do this. We do this very well. Yeah. So we were doing the headshot, and then we had Porter on as a guest, and then Porter came on again as a guest, and then Porter came on again as a guest. And I go, why don't you just make you? Why don't we just make you a co-host? Because you're guaranteed to keep coming on. Um, Barth uh, came on quite a few episodes, but he got a new position at work, which holds him in overnight. A lot of the time, so he hasn't been able to join us lately. Fair as enough. A, as our librarian, <laughs> Christopher is our librarian, so you know he keeps us on the straight and narrow with his vast knowledge and very impressive collection of rule books. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, someone has to own them. Yes, yeah, so God, God knows we need them. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Again, tangent. We should get a little tangent spoiler warning or something up. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, uh, way, be way before with my story, before we derailed into everything, um, with the studio, I started painting miniatures at like $1.50 a fig. And uh, I kept having more people ask for more 
painting, so I upped my prices. And then I upped my prices. And I was working 40 hours a week in a factory, and I was painting the rest of the time. So I would work eight hours a day, come home and sleep eight, and then I would work whenever I could um, when I wasn't sleeping or working uh, before my child, my second child came along. Yeah. Uh, and my wife was very happily. And when the second child came, my wife goes, you're making enough money doing commission painting. Why don't you quit your job? <laughs> Sorry. There's just a ray of sunlight comes down through the clouds above. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, so, and she goes, well, the nice part is, is she goes, you can quit your job, and the nice part is, is I can go to work full-time, and you can still paint, and then we don't have to pay for a babysitter. Oh, yeah. Because that is, sorry, parental tangent for a second. That's fucking crazy, but expensive. Um, Childcare so, is just mad. So, uh, fast-forwarding off that, now I have, um, I have three ladies and two gentlemen that work in the studio with me. Um, a couple of them are guys I knew. Uh, one of the guys, he got in a lot of trouble when he was younger. You know, he went to jail and everything, so he's an ex-con. Uh, but I've known him since he was a kid, and he just made some mistakes. So I took him in because no one was going to hire him. Yeah. Um, you know, because that, that's the biggest thing a lot of people don't see is he already served his time, and I'm that kind of person where I'm willing to give people a chance. Um He's never done anything wrong by me, and if he does anything wrong to me, I have a good insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna, at the end of the day, he'll be cutting off his nose to spite his face from a good job. Yeah. But let's let's not talk the guy down. He's obviously working hard, and you've got him on team, which is all which is all awesome. Yeah, he hasn't been fired yet. <laughs> That's a winner. That's a winner for bo both people involved. <laughs> So I mean, it, I was gonna, just just out of interest. Before again, another tangent warning. Um, you actually picked up the, the the two ladies you got working there with you. Are the, are the, that team of five you're talking about, they're all based in the same place as you are, or that, is that like uh, is that including uh, David and you know anybody else in different parts of the country? Or um, Samson's in ta uh, Tennessee. Yeah. And um, the ladies are just like people I I've talked to friends who have friends or friends that I reattach with that needed a job. A lot of my employees are people that are struggling to find a job that have the aptitude for art, but they don't really want to work in a factory and slave away. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I'm like that shining light, like come in and paint for me. You know what I mean? Cause I tell them all like they go through an initial training process yeah. and going through a training process. I sit here and I supply them with a set of games and gears brushes um, and they can utilize any of my tools that they would like while they're training. But the issue that a lot of them have, and I've gone through quite a few trainees now um, because they don't want to stick it out because I'm trying to cram 15 years of knowledge into their heads. Yeah. Uh, they're all commission painters and they're all contractors, so I don't pay them hourly. They get paid a percentage out of each commission they work on. Okay. That's so, fair. So, sometimes they don't make a ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you have to start slow, so I start them off and I teach them how to paint to tabletop. And then uh, then they, they, they graduate, instead of 20% of the commission, they get 80% of the commission. That's and a I, decent graduation. Yeah, I, and I have less hands-on. Um, and then I start training them at high tabletop so they can do 
Um, but like if I have to airbrush models and stuff like that, I take percentages away. It gets knocked down on the commission because if I have to step in, uh, spend my time. And the reason why we do this is because not only do that, like some of these guys have only made a couple hundred dollars and they've been working for weeks for me. Yeah. And it's not a lot of money. Like some of them are really suffering, but they don't want to put they don't the effort in. So doing a 20% commission with some of these, uh, some of my painters lets me know how hard they're really to work for it. Yeah. It, it lets me test their ambition. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to do. Because if you're, if you're making, you're literally sucking dick for money. And, and that's, that's what I, I tell them all. Like you're literally going to suck dick for money. Not really suck a dick, but. Hey, if times get tough. <laughs> you know, I, I tell them, I said, you guys are going to be making shit. Um, and just like until you get trained, because the issue is, is I've had painters start jobs and then get up and leave. And then I have to finish the job. Yeah. You know, which is my time. And I've had painters um, start something and half ass it. And then the whole time and then then I look at it and I go, oh, fuck. And I have to strip and repaint it. Yeah. So. It's it's not it's not stuff from uh, and we we talked about this before we came on the cast. There's, there's uh, sometimes it can be uh, how do I put this the right way generational differences in the way to approach work and the understanding of how things cost out and how things work. So yeah. it's uh, you know you kind of have to look at that and sometimes people just don't get it. But uh, yeah, I, I can see why it can be frustrating. But you know again, I go back to that parallel of uh, the tattoo artist and the apprentice. You know, you, once you actually get through it, then it starts paying. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, any work where there's an apprenticeship. You know, uh, here in America, a lot of college students do internships and they don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that happen. That happens over here, actually. Uh, on a personal note, I've literally just come off uh, what's called a, a practicant which is basically a oh, – I probably pronounced that wrong, but I don't really care. Uh, quite good enough, actually. Hey, fantastic. It basically that. means internship. Yeah, it's that's it. It's a fixed <laughs> period of internship with the prospect of employment at the other end of it, um, an agreed prospect of employment. And uh, Well, if you got uh, one of the good bosses and not one of those that just – well, you've been here for a lot of time. Now you're going to get another one, so I don't have to pay pay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess to say, I've been I've been through the process. It, it it can be frustrating, it can be a pain, but I've been lucky enough to be in one of the good places that came out the other side of it. But it's uh, it's worth it. I would say it to anybody, you know, dig in, as you say, suck dick for a bit. But you know, when you come out the other side, you're uh, you're you're getting to do the good fun stuff. You know, the whips, the chains, or whatever you want to call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Samson. The nice part about Samson is he already had an established. Um, speed and talent and uh he just needed some fine tuning it's like it was like an old car that just needed a good a good uh a good pick-me-up you know what i mean yeah need a bit, um, of, a, bit of a tune-up bit of a service and get back on the road yeah so like him as a contractor through us he already makes the 80 percent and but his um after that if i he has to mail his projects back to me yeah at, his cost, so I mail stuff at my cost to him, and um, he mails stuff to me at uh, his cost. That doesn't cost our client anything. Yeah. Um. Any every hour I work on retuning one of his projects, he loses money. 
It's an hourly rate. Yeah. Which again is is one of those things. You sort of go, yep, yeah, okay, see the sense in that. Yeah, yeah. So um, and he's he's you know it's all agreed upon. The thing is too is we also have a lot of contracts that we get people sign um, just to protect myself in my studio and my livelihood. <laughs> yeah, but which, which you got to do. Um, and it's just like a lot of people don't understand when you turn your hobby into a business or into a money making enterprise. Um, if you don't do it properly, then you lose a ton of money. When I started, before I started doing commissions, I actually looked at some commission painters to paint some armies for me because I didn't have time. And a lot of them just do it, do it through Facebook and you agree on a price and you email it to, uh, you send it to them on PayPal and you, everything's good. Um, that wasn't a way that I wanted to approach business. I do everything through PayPal and you get invoiced properly. And, you know, you got your payments and everything. Um, you know, I charge taxes because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> the way of life. Um, so my clientele, it's just not an agreed thing. Everything's itemized. And you can see your breakdowns and I show you your discounts and everything like that. And we do that on purpose because I want to make sure that everything is clear. But also my terms and agreements, because I've been growing as a studio and I've learned from bad clients and good clients. Um, in general, like my my terms and agreements will essentially state that you don't get your money back if you're not happy with your commission. <laughs> and it essentially states that if you don't set um, a deadline when you start your commission, um, then no deadline shall be set in the future. Now, you can turn around and say, hey, I don't want you to finish my job anymore. Um, now, it's, it's going to state that if because if we take too long to finish your commission and you decide to pull your commission that you won't get a refund you'll just get your miniatures in the state they are because that's all been notified before you sign the contract yeah it's not a surprise basically yeah and i tell clients that because the biggest thing we pride ourselves in our studio is is completing armies to a high quality quickly but um, sometimes when you're going through painters and you're training painters and stuff like that, you're going to have slow periods. Um, you know, I have another child on the way. That's going to be a slow period for me. That's why I need my painters to pick up, you know, their haunches. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were thinking about naming this child Garviel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do it. Trust Do me, it. my wife goes, the more, th the more I think about it, the better it sounds. And, um, and yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like, she goes, I just don't know. She's like, I just don't want people to call him gravel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seeing a lot of the names coming out of the U S it wouldn't be the, the weirdest one. No, this is yeah, true. Well, you know, uh, a lot of my children have very unique, unique names, um, but not one of my friends, his children, he has a child named Grey Wolf. Awesome. And Fair enough. Child named Rain, and he has a child named Willow. So. See, even those are still legitimate choices when you look at Gwyneth Paltrow, whose daughter is called Apple. Yeah. She, she will forever be asked how many times has she updated recently. <laughs> and there was actually a couple of years ago a couple that wanted to name their kid just uh, just an A. Here in Sweden. So just A. Really? Yep. Just the letter A. 
But they weren't uh, allowed, so they then tried to name the kid Aluminium. Aluminium, to the British. Okay, sometimes some people just aren't yeah, allowed. They were reacting for that as well, because we, we used to have a, quite a strict naming policy in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Anyway, sorry, get again, tangent, tangent warning. We went off on a tangent there. Uh, yeah, so coming back to uh, like uh, Samson and the, the guys you got there. So yeah, we um, so uh, once again we we try to do the best we can to get commissions done at a at a good first. If we are gonna miss a deadline, I try to make it up to my clientele as best as I can. Yeah. Um, most of the time, what we do is, if you're if you're wait been waiting more than six to nine months for your commission, we'll paint it up to the next level for free, just as an apology. That's very cool of you. That is very cool of you. So I get I get the feeling that's not something you've had to do by the sounds of it though. We we've had to do it, don't get me wrong. Um because well a lot of the time what happens is people will forget that they have given us a commission. <laughs> really? Yeah. So fair enough. Okay. Um or like if um you know, even if they've just been waiting a couple months, we try to do what we can. Uh like when we get a commission on our desk, like we can do three thousand points of Horus Heresy in two and a half to three weeks. Wow! From start to finish. I should have, but, I should commissioned you ages ago. <laughs> but if we have fifteen Heresy armies, yeah, you know, all of the go, uh, all of the go at the same time, kind of thing, all all hitting at the same time. Yeah, if you have fifteen Heresy armies, um, you're talking about forty five weeks. That we have, you know, that we're working on the jobs. Yeah, I guess. So you. that's that's almost a full year of of work right there. Fifteen armies between for a studio like us. Um, and I let people know, and I'm completely honest with a lot of my clients. I'll tell them like, you know, we're six months, we're eight months, we're nine months out. You're more than welcome to wait. Um, if you do wait that long, we'll paint it up to the next level for free, or we'll give you a discount. And a lot of my clients don't um, don't see this, but once you hit the thousand dollar mark with us with our invoicing system, once we start invoicing you, I stop charging for little things like yeah. assembly. I won't charge you for assembly. That's that can be a whole eight nine hundred dollars that we're saving you because you hit a thousand dollars in paint. Yeah. Um, I stopped charging for magnetization. I stopped charging for like custom pieces. Uh, once you start spending more money, because I appreciate that you're spending that money with me. Yeah, I get you. It's a, it's a good way of rewarding your customers, but uh, you know, doing it in a way that works for you as as well as works for them. Well, yeah, and it's our way of saying sorry if you have to wait six months to get your army. Yeah. <laughs> But we did save you thousands of dollars. You can go to one of my competitors and pay thousands uh, of dollars. Eight, that those eight to nine thousand dollars for an army. Yeah. Very cool. And that, that again, it's you know, it just again, like we were talking about, there's there's uh, there's sort of people you want to work with. There's sort of people you just want to go get something done from. And you know, it's it's that working with you bit that really sells me and what you're doing there. And yep. I love, I love, I genuinely, you know, not trying to fanboy here, but I love the sound of what you're doing there. Thank you. Um, 
You know, uh, there's one studio painter that I keep really good touch with. Uh, a lot of us painters, we talk a lot, but being African-American in the realm of horse heresy is also one of those other things that's almost like the great white buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a painting studio, I think uh, my studio and more master studios are the only ones that are African-American in the painting in the painting realm as okay and i met nathaniel from war master studios we, we went on a google hangout and we look exactly the same like, we look like <laughs> <laughs> his wife got confused like that's how much we look alike um he's six years older than me and we get along fabulously the only difference is he's english <laughs> oh there's nothing wrong with that well there's a lot wrong with that Shut up, Chris. <laughs> he's, almost, he's almost my doppelganger. Like, he could come to America and use my ID. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe not that's, tell him that so much. That's how closely we look. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. So, um, he he is one of the painters I do recommend to anybody who wants to get a beautifully painted Primark from. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's... Uh, he, he was... Like, I'm... For people fanboy over our studio, I fanboy over his studio. Oh, wow. Because of the quality that he puts out. That's high recommendation indeed. We'll, we will send. We will definitely have some links in our show notes and on our uh, episode for uh, for his work as well. That's this the case. Very sweet. So coming back a bit to uh, Scattershot uh, painting... You know, you've, you've sort of got yourself to a level now where you're taking on, it sounds like you're taking on a lot of work, uh, you're doing a lot of things. I mean, is there, have you found that like getting new people in is getting easier, as in like the training, getting them up to the standard, or is it just as hard as it was? I mean, how's that? I, I personally am kind of interested in that. It, it's still difficult because everybody has to start somewhere. Um, one person might be really good at painting with an airbrush where one person might not be able to do it at all. Um, but then also like a lot of the people who work for me in house here are a few years younger than me. Um, the reason why I like to keep it that way too is because they have energy or they have the, they have the ability to last long hours because, um, I work 16 hours a day. (laughs) Preach. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, brother. I work 16 hours a day. Um, some of them at night might not all be painting, but also there's um, age comes in when people figure out how old I am. Um, older older painters and older employees want to uh, – they think they can start pushing me around. Okay. Um, not like Samson, but like – you know what I mean? Like hand – you know, because – when you when you start when you see someone who's younger than you making a lot more than you and doing something with their life you get jealous and you and you start to go what the fuck did I do wrong in my life <laughs> you know what I mean yeah no I've been there and experienced that yeah I, I get it yeah you're not alone in that <laughs> no but, uh, yeah uh, it's the joys of getting older as well yeah so. Um, but I also, they also have the energy to keep up with like, my clientele, um, being, being youthful, 
Uh, and what I mean by that, because we have the store now, we move Scattershot Painting into Scattershot Hobbies. And we have the studio that they're not only going to become painters, that they're going to become full-fledged employees of the hobby store. Ooh, that's very cool. So um, what I've done is I've uh, taken them all, and all of them are ignorant to any board games or anything like that, and they've all, they're all responsible for purchasing out of the store accounts the materials needed to have an army for the store to yeah. teach people how to play. So if you're going to teach people War Machine, you need to be able to buy, you need to buy a couple battle boxes and paint them up and then have them available to teach people how to play the game. I'm doing 30K in X-Wing. One guy's doing Magic and Dice Masters. Um, you know, one of the other ladies is doing role-playing games. So, cool. We what we do is we we're trying to um, diversify because it's not just about 30k for me. Like I love 30k. Don't get me wrong, but but um, being in this community, it's about expressing other avenues for people because and it helps stop the burnout. Yeah, burnout could be a big thing. All right, let's let's not let's not brush that quickly. Burnout can be a big thing, and uh, again, I guess that that has to be sort of a pitfall for yourselves when you're actually uh, painting stuff on a professional level at volume. There, there's going to be a point where you just see a brick wall coming, and having something, you know, for me personally, talking about burnout quickly, switching to another model. So switching from my main product right now, project right now, which is Iron Warriors to painting an Elder. Thank you, Chris. Uh, or painting some Beastmen or stuff like that. Yeah, your no. secondary army that you're bringing to Scandus. Yeah, that one. If 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 people if people fund me enough base Beastmen, I will do it. But otherwise, I have other priorities to buy things for. Stop. Stop it. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> anyway, yes. <laughs> so burnout. It, it happens. Uh, burnout does not happen for me. No, because I don't let it be an option. Fair point. You know, if I if it's not an option in my life, then it won't ever happen. <laughs> um, and I have plenty of the stuff to work on. That's an obvious thing. <laughs> but um, I'm I refocus, and as you guys have been noticing, we've been refocusing on on. Diversifying, trying to give the community more product. Yep. Uh, besides just painting, um, we're doing the Primark heads. We have one done. We have a couple more in design. Another studio just popped up um, doing the heads also in resin. Ours are going to be in metal because it's cheaper to run them in metal. And I can recycle the metal if the heads don't come out right. Um, do you want to actually, before before we go into a bit more detail, do you want to tell people what, we're, what you're actually talking about there? Give them a bit of a heads up. Um, what we're doing is we're doing helmeted versions of the Primarchs. Uh, and the light comes down from the heavens once more. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a thing that's been needed for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's the Korax head that's out, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah it we did reviewed. Head. Um, I've had some negative feedback and some positive feedback. Some people really like it because we did more of an eagle-like yeah. on on the, the muzzle. Yeah. Uh, to make it a little bit more swift. 
Uh, what I've been doing is I send the whole model plus the head to my sculptor. My sculptor sculpts over the head. Oh. Um, then we, we get them casted into metal. Um, anybody who bought the heads in the first couple weeks actually got extra heads in their boxes when they bought them from eBay as a thank you for um, buying them. Uh, the heads are not built to fit on any other model but the Primarchs. <laughs> Oh, cool. That's, because it's a, it's a bigger head. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of awesome. And how they be, have they been going? I mean, it sounds like they've been going pretty well. Uh, well, the we did not make our money back on the Corax head, but only time will tell because a lot of people um, don't want to pay what we're asking because we started at 15 and I dropped them to 10 um, to see where the market was. Yeah. But Corax is not the most popular Primark out of them all. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna guess that's probably like Angron, Horus, and um, uh, what's his name, the big Vulcan. That was that's what I was looking for. I was but, gonna go the big green dude. <laughs> to be fair, the original head for Corax ain't that good. <laughs> he does look like a bit of a hair metal band. Uh, yeah. Plus, I like that that helmet that you coming up with me too so um this other company i don't know the name of it started to um they came out with a a conrad cruz head um it's not my taste but more people will come out with the heads you know what i mean yeah it's it's not gonna be a, a one or two place thing it's gonna happen it's just like with the legs or arms for regular marines yep yeah um we are we're coming out with templates for people who are hobbyists that like to airbrush. Awesome. Sweet. It's the cover up like the inlays and stuff like that. To, so it's to save you on masking. Um, masking all your uh, your like Cetarians, your rhinos, your Spartans, your land raiders, stuff like that. It'll be a multi-purpose tool you can use for multiple armies if you want. Um, they're gonna be done in acrylic. So you can clean them off. This is sounding very, very tasty. Yep, they're they're gonna we're gonna sell them for ten dollars a uh, ten dollars a template, ten to fifteen dollars a template. That's a really good price, especially if you put them up against the like. Uh, and this is not a knock. You put them up against the price of Forge World Edge Brass, which has uh, only just started using its material to make uh, some templates on there. You're actually producing things that allow you to. I, I guess uh, up your airbrush game and speed it up a bit is by the sounds of it. Yeah, this this will save you a ton of time on masking. A lot of people run um, two to three Sicarians in an army, um, or at least two. Uh, rhinos, people have hundreds of rhinos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this template's going to be built for the Demos pattern rhino and the um, the regular pattern rhino, the Mars the... pattern rhino. Oh, nice. So you can actually run it across the across the full range, then. Yes. Yep. Uh, the difficulty is design. Uh, I am designing them all myself, and uh, that I've spent ten hours designing the Sicarian one, and I'm still finding better ways to put it. Yeah, working out the kinks, I think, is one way of putting it. So what I do is I have a sample one coming in the post. Um, we're gonna test it out, see how it works. If I don't like it, we're going to redesign and move some stuff around. 
because uh, I want to make sure that people are going to be able to, um, it's going to be as functional as possible. Uh, the, it, this one will have a straight edge on it, um, things like that to help with other things. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to fill up these inlays and it's useless. Yeah. So it's a bit like the, um, try not to make it sound too simplistic, but it's, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, like the measuring tools you can get, which have got like the one inch edge, the three inch edge and the six inch edge and all that sort of stuff. So you can actually use them across multiple games, not just on, on one specific system. Yep. That's very sweet. So you're really sort of pushing the scattershot painting in, uh, in, I don't want to say a different direction, but very, very much a, a hobby. Well, what am I looking for? There's a, there's a phrase I'm looking for here, and I can't think what it is. Help me out here, Chris. Uh, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to push it into an uh, aspect of the hobby where we're selling tools. That's it. We're giving people more ways to enjoy their hobby and speed up their painting because the biggest thing that people have a hard time doing is painting at speed. Yes. Especially with confidence. Yes. Yep. Uh, that's where our headshot comes in. The headshot is literally two hours of me painting a Marine. Um, Chris saw Freddy's army and we posted photos. That was two sections. We did part of it. We delivered in the LVO. The other part, the other thousand points, he um, we just mailed to him before um, his last event, which was um, Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln. Um, and we did that thousand points in a week, and is three thousand points in two weeks. Wow! And uh, then he beat me handily with it. Did he beat you? Not? Oh, yes, I remember from the episode. Yeah, you say he gave you a, not such an education, but did he bring yeah. a casual Spartan and a fifteen hundred yeah. point list? Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it did get immobilized by a fence, though, or like a garden fence, basically. <laughs> Sorry, probably shouldn't be so gleeful about that, but <laughs> that's funny. Well, but, um, you know, one of the other things we're trying to do is we're working with the Forgotten Legion um, on getting other merchandise to market. Um, we're we're trying to support them, and uh, they're sending me stuff to my store. Um, those guys have been really cool, and they're doing similar things. Is they're trying to add more to the more ways to be able to support and show that you're a heresy player or a heresy enthusiast. Yep. Um, we are, like, here we're doing stickers. We're doing Legion stickers of all 18 Legions. We're selling everything strictly on eBay. Um, it's a lot cleaner that way. <laughs> yep, makes sense. If it were, that's, that's, you can learn anything, I guess you've got to find the model that works for you. Yep. No, no bad pun about modeling intended there. It's a lot cleaner that way. Um, people get their product. I get my money. I don't have to worry about maintaining a website. Always useful. Uh, that product hasn't all gone up yet, um, but it will be soon. Uh, right now, we, we just came out with the cards you guys are going to be using, uh, the Burning of Scandus. Yep. And that's the uh, the tactical, uh, you've got the tactical objective ones, is that right? Yep, the Maelstrom, uh, 30K Maelstrom deck. Which I love as a concept that's come out. Uh, somebody's actually put that together. Uh, you know, It's great that it's going somewhere to be put to very good use. 
Yeah, I can say that they look really nice because I've seen them in person. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are not cheap to manufacture. I can tell everybody that. Um, we did just drop the price on eBay, so we're actually just cutting dry for the cards. Um, like I'm not making a dollar off of them. Um, but it's as you say, you know, sometimes it's about furthering the hobby. Yes, and it's yes. in, a, in, a, in it's in another way other than uh, you know making a profit from it. Yep, um, we're designing a couple more decks. Um, the next deck is going to be for objective. Ooh, sounds like fun. And deployment and stuff like that. Um, so you can you can roll up to the table with you and your friends, and what will happen is. You just keep flipping cards until you get your, your deployments, your missions, your primary, secondary, tertiary mission. Um, the tertiary mission is going to be drawing two, one for loyalists and one for trader. Oh, sweet. Any special, like, any special environmental things. Because um, I like to throw uh, a spin on it. So you're just not like, okay, well, I got this objective, this objective, my special objective. But a lot of the time, you might be fighting on a planet that has, you know, acid rain, or it might have poison clouds, or, you know, it might be an oceanic world and there's floods, you know, or someone put off a, a virus bomb on the planet, you know, just outside things that might alter the game midway through the game. Add, adding flavor to the game, basically, is another way of looking at it. Yeah, you'd flip this card it would activate after something happens. Oh, nice. Reminds, it's, a, it's again, it's another way of uh, of speeding up the game as well because instead of having to, you know, go on X number of tables and rolling dice and stuff like that, you just, as you say, you flip cards. And it's like, okay, we take this one, we do this one, we do this one. Yeah. And it also, it's also nice for, like, pick-up games and stuff like that. Yeah. If you just... Uh... Speed things up really well. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah, that's uh, something else we're doing. <laughs> that sounds very, very cool. And it's uh, you. That's that's sort of what you're you're working on. But you you mentioned it a couple of times. You're not just doing. You're not just the a, a studio, as in the sort of virtual concept of a studio. You actually have a location, and you are running a store now. Yes. Yes. Um, we put up a GoFundMe a while ago. Because what I needed is I needed help with startup funds. Um, and because uh, I'm trying to do everything out of pocket without a bank loan. Uh, and the biggest reason is if your business doesn't do well and, you know, how the economy goes these days. Oh, uh, God, yes. It comes and takes all your shit. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm trying to avoid that and I'm trying to do it out. Of, you know, and the biggest thing I was asking people to do was, hey, donate some money. We have some prizes. We're going to give away a Warlord if we hit our goal, um, an Imperial Knight, Serastus, a GW Knight, and um, I think the last one was like a Primarch. For Based off of how much you donated, but if we don't hit the goal, then I don't give any of it away because like one guy donates $100. He's in the Warlord. You know, the category for a Warlord, twice over, he's the only one that's donated. <laughs> I'm not going to give him a Warlord for 100 bucks. No, there's, there's kind-heartedness and then there's a bit stupid, so... Yeah, so, um, you know, some people have donated and, um, 
you know, the biggest thing I can ask people is please go on the GoFundMe. Uh, the link is on Scattershot Painting, I still believe, um, on our Facebook page. And, yeah. and, I, and we're just trying to... We're trying to go, we're trying to do that. Like, I still need help. I think the, the big hesitation is, is that people are like, oh, this guy just wants a hobby shop and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing or he's never going to get it. And um, now I have the store, I have my location. I just need help with my inventory and stuff like that. Um, and that's one reason I've been putting so many hours in that scattershot painting uh, is to help fund my store. Yeah. I think we'll link to GoFundMe when it first hit, but yeah, yep. we yeah. need probably we need way down the pitch now, so we should. We'll step that up and try and bring it up the top, and then see if we can get some more traction on that. Because I think what one thing that I remember from the GoFundMe, and I think it's important that people understand this, is it's not you're not building a store for a shop front. There is more to it than just that. Uh, you're working in regards to so your local area and what you can actually do to help there as well. Yes. And I think that's something, I'd, if you could talk a bit more about that, because that's, that's another thing where people can start understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, so I've been in the hobby for a long time, and I've been in and out of hobby stores. A lot of hobby stores get really stagnant. Um, they, they, they stop supporting the hobby you know what i mean like they get really excited and they get you excited and you spend a ton of money and then you're done yeah you kind of hit that demographic of somebody who's bought everything and we don't have time to invest in continuing with them because we can go and get another little johnny to get his parents to go and spend x amount of money yes yeah um, my store i believe is unique from other stores we have a kids play area for people who have kids that aren't old enough to enjoy the hobby so it also doesn't stop you from enjoying your hobby at my store awesome wow. <laughs> absolutely awesome <laughs> speaking as a father of two that's so good <laughs> we have a little area it's 15 by like eight foot um and i got a, a, t a kid's table and kids chairs and we painted all the walls on the inside with chalkboard paint so the kids can draw on the walls and i have a tv in there um, so they can put on movies, and um, we're going to be putting a futon in there. So if your kids end up crashing, they can fall asleep. Um, can you do? Do you have somewhere where wives can do that as well? Just uh... oh, that's you can put your wives in there too. The wall's high enough; they can't crawl over it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> there's there's a total winner there, right there. Well, to be fair, that room sounds pretty awesome. I want actually, to, uh, yeah, <laughs> chalk on that kind of uh, wall paints and stuff like that. Be careful, so you might get a few hobbyists hiding out in there as well. <laughs> yeah, I found myself sometimes sitting in there with my kids, actually drawing on the walls and watching movies. Um, oh, never a bad thing. That almost, that almost sounds like you're starting to get a bit overworked when you start to draw on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> All, all airbrushing and no, and no hobbying makes Chris a dull boy. On the other hand, it sounds really, really great that you go into the effort of really thinking it through to the next uh, level because uh, a lot of hobbyists got kids these days. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the big things. I have kids. Um, I've I've played. I've been with so many hobbyists. I've tried setting up games, and the biggest thing that holds them back are their children. Yeah. 
And that's that's not a we hate children. It's just that the reality is being a parent takes a lot of time up, and it the first thing to go is usually hobby time because that's the the easiest time to to cut away because you know unless you're in a position like yourself and you're making an actual earning from that, you you know it, it is time that just doesn't bring anything into the family apart from maybe your mental sanity but you know you've got you're gonna have kids that's gonna go out the window anyway yeah yeah not, not to be bleak, bleak and dour about it all but you know yeah it, it really yeah. bigging it up for me because that's probably gonna happen during the coming years ah you got time <laughs> mate you got time to get hobbying in plus you've got a really large iron hands uh, army already and so, you know large stack yeah. of mechanicum to work through yeah just get it painted Anyway, sorry, sorry, Chris, it's not tangent too much. Yeah, it's fine. Um, my scattershot painting is in the store. It's about the same size of the studio. It has four desks in it um, for all my painters. Yeah. Um, I also will be running outreach programs. Uh, I have a few friends that work in like um, with troubled kids, stuff like that. Uh, my sister is a licensed uh, social worker. Um, so we're going to try to do some outreach programs with younger kids or teenagers to teach them how to find a release, an outlet for things. Because um, what happens when you have nothing to do in a city with a lot of teenagers? Yeah, they get they start hanging out and stuff happens. And... Yep. And I want to I want to try to give them a place that's safe that they can come and play games or learn to paint or hang out. Like loitering is definitely going to be a thing. Um, I'm putting a few arcade machines in the store. Awesome. I think I think the first question that we have to answer is when are we coming over to Scattershot Hobbies and hanging out for an afternoon or week? Well, <laughs> afternoon would be quite optimistic given yeah. the travel time, but uh, yeah. Um, oh, maybe we take a week over there, take a vacation, say hi. We're going to come and hang out and just draw on the walls. And then we'll never leave. The yeah. bit, the, the best part about it is there's a bar across the street. Well, then maybe we have to leave sometime. So there's literally an adult crash across the road. Yeah, like um, for so what we plan on doing is doing beer hammer after after hours. Um, we'll go to the bar and have a couple drinks and then come back and play games. <laughs> awesome. That that that's, that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't sell alcohol in the store, sadly. Oh well, can't but have everything. Considering you're gonna have a kids and stuff there is probably a good idea yep and, and everything's going to be scheduled out um, you know I, I'm trying to do as much and be as active as possible with my store to the community um, I'm, I'm open 16 hours a day <laughs> if you're there it's open kind of thing yes yep um, you know we give discounts right now we're going to start doing a pre-order discount for anything anybody wants it doesn't matter what we're going to give 20% if they pre-order it whoa okay and they just have to pay their shipping and handling to their home uh, that's paint that's supplies that's anything you want okay that is not a small discount that is a serious chunk of change off anything especially, especially if you talk just solid GW stuff for what they're putting out these days um, if you buy anything GW and you get it commissioned, then that's thirty percent discount. Yeah, that's a fair deal. That, that's beyond a fair deal. Come on, let's yeah. be honest. That, that's that's a steal. That's a damn tempting deal for. Yeah, I'm just trying for, to think. About, I hope I'm just people. trying to think about the conversion rates, and uh, 
getting getting stuff done. Uh, the dollar is quite uh, strong right now, but it, could, it would probably still yeah. be a deal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, even with the conversion rates, there's still going to be some some validation in it for uh, for us Swedes over here. Yeah, you know, us us foreigners living in Sweden. Hey, uh, Freddie was telling me he goes, "You're fucking killing me because of the kroner and the dollar." Um, <laughs> but uh, he's been a great client. Yeah, we can't argue that. You know, at the end of the day, he he does. He does uh, I think Freddie single-handedly props up the Forge World economy at the moment. To be fair, the amount he orders from them on a regular basis. Uh, yep. We uh, we do place a lot of orders for people. Um, we have we have uh, you know we're doing the 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 warlord for Freddy. Yeah, that's again another good piece of uh, of well beyond good piece of hobby outreach that you're doing there. We have done a lot of um, we've done a lot of things where we've reached out and we've helped people who have asked. Um. But like I was saying last night on last night's headshot, uh, Rob put me on the spot and he asked me something I dislike about the hobby um, or the community, um, shall I say. And I've been in this hobby a long time, just like everybody else has been. But, um, you know, uh, being in a studio and being successful doesn't always mean we have money. (laughs) No, that's very true. Because all the money I'm taking, I'm trying to reinvest to improve people's hobbies. That's one reason why we're opening the store with the GoFundMe. Um, it's kind of a slap in the face when, you, when you're when you doing all this for free for people. Because um, I could be doing other stuff and not be helping people out with their charities and their raffles and stuff like that. Um, but I can only write so much off of my taxes and do so much for the community before you're like, okay... I'm giving. That's like Santa. It's like Santa Claus. Yeah. I pretty much said I'm the 30k Santa. You're the guy that goes out every year and gives away thousands of presents, but eventually people stop believing in you. Yeah, I can see how that works. And that's that's kind of that's that's harsh, especially with what you're doing. And I think this is. I'm gonna I'm gonna step up on the soapbox a bit here and say I think it's time that we we. As a community, you know, there, there's lots of good stuff going on. Don't get me wrong, we're doing stuff with the uh, with the raffle. There's going to be other other stuff coming up in the future. There's going to be other things like that. But I think we can actually step up and help out one of our own here and actually start putting some money towards that GoFundMe. And I think it's uh, it's hard to argue against it. I mean, if if you for anybody who's sitting there going, dude, why are you preaching at me? Don't preach at me. I'm not here to be preached at. Well, listen for a second. Right now, you've got the opportunity as a as a listener to our podcast, Eye of Horus, Age of Darkness, whoever you're listening to on the 30K circuit, and I hope the Imperial Truth as well. Um, you've got the chance to go out and uh, listen and how of how to enter a prize raffle to win a pro-painted Warlord titan and all you need to do is buy a 35 dollar ticket you need to spend 35 bucks to win a i got a, what is it two and a half thousand dollar model plus i'm gonna guess and you don't even you have to say yes or no but i'm guessing probably a couple of thousand dollars worth of work on top of that as well so mm. you're talking 35 bucks to win something that's worth four and a half thousand dollars 
And the people who are doing that are taking that time. They're giving it of their own free will. But as, as Chris is saying, it's also coming out of the business. And this is a business that allows these things to happen. You don't make you can't do good things like this if the business is not making any money. So let's step up as a community. Let's reach out. Let's do something via the GoFundMe page. Whatever you can put in there. I mean, the more the merrier. Always the case. You've got to go buy a raffle ticket for the uh, for the prize. You know, match it. Thirty five bucks in for that. Match it to Scattershot. Get out there and help them. Get out and do something for the people who put a hell of a lot into the community. And I know, and I'm not putting you on the spot here, Chris, because I don't, I don't have no intention of doing that. But I know that Chris is going to be doing more down the line for the for the uh, for the hobby, wherever it may be, with us, with the Ive Horrors, wherever it is around the world, even if it's in his own backyard. So yes, I'm on my box. Yes, I appreciate you. But for the love of God, get out there and do something for somebody who's doing so much good to this community. And I'm going to end my rant there because otherwise I'll just go on some sort of divergent rant again on top of that rant. But please get up and do something, guys. Let's do something good. Yeah, um, we are taking on a couple of Thunderhawks for another um, charity for a raffle. For, <laughs> for, uh... Yeah, we, we've heard, I've heard rumblings and rumors about this. So, yeah, rant mode back on briefly to Thunderhawks, people. Come on. There's two Thunderhawks and a Warlord Titan that's suddenly popping up in this community. You can win and do some good for many projects. Get on with it. Rant mode off. Yeah, we've been... Uh, we've heard uh, just a, a little bit about uh, the Thunderhawk ones, but we haven't really gotten any information. And I think, I think we, yet. we should let that one go out by the guys who are going to run that one, because I think that's, it's important that story gets yep. out the right way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, seriously, let's let's do something. And I, I you know, I, I'll, again, apologies. I'm rolling some green stuff for anybody who's wondering what's going on. I'll try and do it quickly. We <laughs> haven't yeah. got we haven't got Freddie here to make the weird noises right now, so I'm trying my best here. A lot of the time when we do these um these charity raffles, if any of my painters end up working on it, I pay them out of pocket because I know it's important for the community to get behind something. Um, like uh, like with Freddie and the DMD thing, um, that was something that he reached out to me, and I was like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's bring like, it. Let's get on with it. Yeah, he was like, oh, "Okay." It was kind of like we were just kind of sitting around just chatting, and um, he brought it up. And uh, I got to ask a very important question, and for those people who listen to our podcast regularly, you'll you may have heard this that. Uh, Chris has a direct line to Freddie and one one specific location um, at that, the very exact time that he's there. So did this start getting discussed on the toilet in Freddie's house? <laughs> yeah, it probably did. It probably did. Okay, <laughs> that's all. That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed. Perfect. Thank you very much. Anyway, please carry on. It probably did. Um, uh, it's like that with a lot of people. Actually, I just call them and they're like, "I'm on the toilet." Okay, right. let's talk heresy. <laughs> let's talk commissions. Um, but yeah, the um, going going back, um, we have a couple. We have we have an event coming up, and we're trying to get a lot of these commissions done. We have the Michigan GT coming up. It's a heresy event. Um, it is a three day heresy event. Oh, nice. Um, it's it's this will be the first second year of the G, the uh, heresy GT. The first year was last year, and it was just one night. Um, 
and it's grown exponentially and we're trying to push it and get everything sorted out uh i play night lords ah okay that's good to hear so uh... i playing imperial fists but um i sold that army and then i painted a curse for a client and i loved it so i started night lords army yeah, that's a dangerous way of how stuff happens as well. But, ooh, pretty muddle. Now I want the rest of them. Common, common way to get a new army. Sorry, buddy, we lost you there for a second. You seem to have gone, uh, gone like... Oh, sorry. That's there, my we fault. there we go. Sorry, what were you saying? I was, gonna, I was saying that's a quite a common way to start a new army as well. <laughs> yeah, or somebody bets you into doing like a box dread or something. Yep. <laughs> I thought we said uh, Lucius Pattern, Warhound Titan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up, shut up. I'll get there eventually. Anyway, we're diverging again. Sorry, Chris. Go, go back. So you play, you play Night Lords. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm playing Night Lords. Uh, I got a Yeti Cup from the FTL guys with the Night Lords etched into it. Oh, Sweet. sweetness! They're yeah. so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, Yeti Cup has to be on the shopping list at some point soon. We're going to be selling an alternative brand of the Yeti cups, and the TFL guys are going to do them for us. Oh, sweet. Um, they're, they're not Yeti brand, they're Ozark Trail, but they're, they're, the cost will drop like $40. Wow, okay, that's a big drop. So it's a little cheaper. Um, the Yeti cups are really nice. The Ozark Trail cups are really nice. They're a very similar product. Uh, to my understanding, what it was, it was a disagreement between owners of the Yeti company and one guy bought out the other guy and opened his own company and <laughs> is selling his cups for $30 less <laughs> well if you're gonna if, if you if you yeah okay less said about that the better <laughs> yeah just to, just to kind of piss them off um so i think that's kind of what's uh what's happening with that yeah I mean, do you get that's a, just a, again a sort of tangent question? So tangent warning. We've talked a lot about you know sort of the hours you're putting in at the shop and stuff, but do you actually get much time to play, get some games in? Uh, I game at the Machine GT every year. Like that's about it. Last year I did not because I taught painting classes. So the last time I actually physically picked up dice and rolled them for the Horus Heresy um, was two years ago. Oh. So, but we're putting out so many beautiful armies for people. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I could play with people's armies. I could go, I could be playing a game every two weeks when I, when I finish a 3,000 point army. But I don't want to play with someone's army that they haven't even played with yet. Yeah, I get you. It's, it's a moral standard. Um, I can go, yeah, I'm going to go play with your army. You know, and a lot of my clients are fine with it. And I, you know, um, but I won't. I just don't see. It doesn't feel right to roll dice for someone else's list. No, I hear you on that one. That that makes a lot of sense. But uh, damn. Well, it, with the store, maybe you can get some, you know, some uh, gaming time in there if you're showing people the heresy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a Kickstarter going on, and they're doing Zone Metallus boards. Oh, which uh, ones? Is this the one, the MDF laser cut ones? Yes, that are light up, and I've. Oh, they're amazing. I've I've uh, I backed that for the four by four, and there you know there's magnets for the walls, and the everything lights up, um, and it's a beautiful beautiful board. Yeah, uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. So 
That's nice. That's that's another thing on the list when he eventually releases them for general sale. Yep. Uh, Got to so go I'm, for that one. I'm picking that up for the store, and I have Fat Max coming for the store. Um, and then I also got a hold of um, Train Masters. Okay. They're, they're making some beautiful themed terrain for me. They're making a um, a Prospero board. Ooh, that's going to be so nice. Uh, yeah, and I, I told them they needed all the influence needs to come off that one photo from the book uh, Thousand Suns. With the white marble. I'm painting the board, Ooh. but I want the temples and I want everything to feel super Egyptian. But and the, and the glass pyramids and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I could see some clear, see some clear or, or colored resin uh, casting for those things being happening to make them look good. Yeah, that would be very awesome. I reached out to Terrain Masters to make some tables for me. So um, you you're gonna get an excuse to get some games in. Yeah, and with the Night Lords and everything, um, they're doing a display board for me. Uh, they're super reasonable. Their prices are super reasonable. Um, it's it's and they're they're working with me. We're going to be selling some of their product in the store. Yeah. Uh, for their resin cast terrain. Um, I'm going to be selling fat mats in my store. I'm going to be selling. Uh, Powerplay Gaming is, uh, we're pulling a bunch of their stuff and Secret Weapon Miniatures. Um, like, my store is going to be a gaming store, but it's going to have a lot of support for the hobby. Where a lot of stores, you don't find everything you need. Gotcha. Yeah. That happens a lot. So, um, with the Night Lords, we're going to be doing a heavy, I'm doing the um, Terror Squad list. Oh no! Well, I keep going. Oh, nice, because there are no other words. That oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, so I think I've gone over it once. Um, I'm running. I'm gonna be running a Praetor with uh, jump pack, dual lightning claws, and a refractor field. Nice. Uh, melt the bombs on him. Yeah, that that that'll do some damage. That's like a curse light almost. Yep, I I'm gonna have curse in the list. Okay, <laughs> big curse, little curse. And I'm going to have Sevatar in the list. Hey, why not? When you're going for it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I need to convert Sevatar riding a lightning or whatever it was. Um, I can't remember what book that's from. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. It's Don't from the Crows. That's it. That's it. Just, just you know, riding it all, ride it all the way down. That would be awesome. Hell of a conversion for a gaming top, but, you know. Could be fun. Sorry, divergent. So yes, so you got Curse, you've got Sevatar, you've got your uh, prayer tool with his jump pack and lightning claws. Yep. And then I might make the Flame Master just for the hell of it, but he won't be in the list. Um, the only reason I would put him in the list is because I'm bringing an apothecary detachment with three apothecaries, and uh, all three apothecaries can have artificer armor, a uh, Volkite. Char- I think it's the Charger. That's the assault two weapon. Yep. Um, and then they're Nostrom and Chainglaive. Nice. And they might have melted bombs on them too. <laughs> um, those three are going to be in my terror squads. My terror squads are only going to be of 10, so I'm knocking one, um, one terror marine out. And then my headsmen in the squads, my sergeants are going to have this Nostrom and Chainglaive, Artificer Armor, and a melted bomb. 
And then the rest of the terror squads are all going to have Volkite chargers. And they're, in, and they're in um, the Dreadclawed uh, Dread dropships, drop pods. Okay, that that is nasty. <laughs> That's probably death from the skies. Uh, yep. And then I have a 10-man Raptor squad, all with Lightning Claws. Um, they're going to join my Praetor. <laughs> and I've, I've converted them to all have Lightning Claws, too. Um, and then I have three, uh, oh, my Praetor also is the, um, the Forge, is it the Forge Master or whatever? He's the one that lets the Quad Mortars bring the Fossil. Oh, Siegebreaker. The Siegebreaker, yeah. Yeah, that that's a, might be a, a feature in one of my, or pretty much as many of my lists as I can make that happen, because Iron Warriors of Phosphex is fun. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm bringing three quad mortars with phosphex and shatter rounds in them. Good choice. My armor and take out troops because I need them to pepper the field before my drop pods come in. And I have a Sicarian Venator in there to handle some of the heavier tanks. Yeah, it's a good choice. The Venator is always a good choice. I think yeah. that's a few thousand right there. Um... It's a it's very troop heavy, but it's super mobile. Uh, it's built for an alpha strike army. Um, because I have not been playing games, I do keep track of the rules updates. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of uh, just like building lists, stuff like that. Um, because of how much experience I have in the hobby, I feel that I can be confident with my list. Yep. Uh, and I'm trying to go as fluffy as possible, and I feel that it's pretty fluffy. The quad mortars might not be so fluffy, but as a terror assault kind of thing, I still think they would use them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, it's if nothing else, you just go the it's standard Legion tactics to you know soften up the enemy with artillery or something before you drop a shit ton of dudes on them. And now it's just a case of a shit ton of crazy dudes with uh, crazy guns that are going to make them basically shat pants and get slaughtered. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, the Phosphix is quite terror enough. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's lots of scary elements in yeah. there, if nothing there, else. There's a description of uh, how someone gets killed by Phosphix weapon in uh, Gods of Mars by Graham McNeil. <laughs> So, it was quite brutal, actually. I was going to say, it sounds um, tasty. Yeah. You know, uh, funny thing about um, authors is, uh, was it, it's not Graham who writes the Korax novels? Uh, is it, no, is it, uh, it's, uh, it's not Gav Thorpe. Yeah, Gav Thorpe. Gav and I have been chatting um, quite a bit because I've, I went, I've been going to the authors about the heads. Oh, cool. That we've been doing and showing them some of the artwork and seeing where they have uh, envisioned. Um, and they, you know, uh, Gav has been really verbal and he's been really nice about everything and he loves the, the thought about Korax's head and what I've done. And he's asked me since once I finished them, he can post the pictures on his website and stuff like that, um, which is really cool because uh, having, even though like him saying, yeah, I'll post them, um, well, he's a private 
you know, writer, and GW just hires him out. Yeah, he's a contractor, effectively. Yeah, a freelancer. That's the word I was looking for, freelancer. Um, but like, people are people were writing me, and they're like, "Oh, GW's going to shut you down," and I'm like, "Why? It's art." You know, they've, they've made nothing like this. <laughs> yep. It's a whole chapter house IP thing, and at the end of the day, it's a, in, in, it is a helmet designed for a specific look. Tough. It happens. Yes, and the thing is, is I can use Corax because I'm telling people that it's for the Forge World Corax model. Yeah. Or just call it something like... Crow Lord, Crow Lord Helm Head or yeah. something like that. Raven Lord Helm. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But it's really sweet to see that the um, the authors are getting involved and you're getting uh, good responses from them. Because that's yeah. that's something again, mild tangent here. Something wouldn't have happened 12 months ago. You know, the whole change in uh, direction that GW are taking now. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I just hit them up on their personal Facebook. <laughs> that helps too, but you know, you're less likely to get the IP lawyers coming after you right now. I think is the uh, important thing with the way they, they're sort of heading. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, not not to get distracted by that because that that can get just quite distracting. So yeah. So um, oh, hang on. I need my show notes. I'm a little bit left le- uh, off off uh, off target here. So anyway, no, uh, back to the Night Lords. Loving the sound of that of that army list. And you're gonna get you're actually gonna get to run that out in the Michigan GT. Yeah, I have the army. So where I am right now, I have the army built and I have my base coats down. And I paid one of my painters to do all the the block painting. <laughs> I was about to ask if you outsourced the army work. Yeah. Um, well, because they're like, oh, I'm broke. And I'm like, hey, you want to make some money? <laughs> I'm broke. I need something to do. I got a project for you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I will go back through. And um, I go back through and I um, I'll, I will I'll finish uh, all the detail work, do all my highlights, my washes, everything like that um, myself. But yeah. They uh, they speed it up just a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's like you say, it's the the, uh, the hours that you, you you may not have to invest uh, because of business. You can outsource that work and get it done, which is uh, basically commission painting in a nutshell. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know that's the um, that it's been really helpful. So uh, my army will debut at the Michigan GT. And I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of that because I think it'll be very, very awesome. Uh, it's going to be painted to high tabletop plus. Um, yeah. It's a split level I did, so I don't have to paint them to display, but I want to paint them a little higher than our, our mid-level level. Yeah. You want to you sort of put it, put it somewhere so it stands out, but as you say, not, not maybe not go all the way. Yeah, I don't want to go full retard. Yeah, which is is still a great saying, no matter what anybody says. Um, so, um, there was somewhere I wanted to go with this, and my brain is not functioning this evening. Oh yes, um, in general, uh, things like the levels of painting that you do. Go go back to scattershot hobbies and scattershot painting. Um, 
let's just talk about commissions for a second. So, as an example, I, I, I pick up a Petrella Kalth box, or I come to you and say, I want a Petrella Kalth box painting. Uh, what are the levels you can go for? What, are, what, can, what levels can a customer go for? So, we do um, tabletop, which is a base coat, wash, highlight. Uh, not a lot of people do tabletop. It is a, it's a little cheaper. Um, I, all my prices are pretty cheap compared to some of my competitors, but um, a lot of the time what happens is if you do tabletop and you want like a standard marine done instead of washing the model where since airbrushes have become so popular, what we do is we just do a three color, we do a base coat and two highlight, you know, or like a mid-tone, a low light and a highlight. It's the same thing as washing the model. It's just a lot cleaner. Um, we have high tabletop. Uh, oh, let me back up real quick. Um, because tabletop, what it is, is a lot of it. It's a very clean look. Um, we don't do any battle damage. We won't do any freehand. We won't do anything. Any embellishments, effectively. Yeah, it's... It's literally, we're painting your marine and throwing a decal on it. Um, we have high tabletop, which is base coat, base coat, wash, and multi-highlight. Um, more of the time, what we do is we don't specify how many highlights because it matters the region. It matters how much can you can actually physically put into it without making it really gaudy. Um it's been a long day, right? Yeah. Um, we we try we do embellishments, we do minor uh, battle damage stuff like that. Um, the style we use is very is very like I feel grim dark. Um, I don't do a lot of edge highlighting. I, I can do edge highlighting if customers want. It costs a little bit more because of the time it can uh, consume. Um, but as you saw, like Freddy's army uh, doesn't have any edge highlighting. Um, we uh, use color theory. That's at high tabletop. We use color theory as much as we can. Um, we do clean airbrushing. Uh, we do clean block painting with great highlights to to make it pop without over with making something too too uh, complicated. And if anybody wants to actually see that, just to, to give a reference point, even though we, as we're doing this as radio, if you go to our webpage, the Varangian Her uh, webpage, Facebook page, the Varangian Heresy podcast, you can actually see an album of Freddy's uh, Empress Children Army there. And you can see all the work that Chris has done for him. And it does look absolutely amazing. Um, and then we have display. And display is whatever the fuck you really want. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. To, there's to, to a degree. I'm not doing a bunch of freehand work and stuff like that. Um, display usually is like multiple highlights on everything, multiple low lights. Um, you get a lot more gradation. Um, we don't do non-metallic metals for people because it, unless they want to pay the money, uh, but you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna throw up when you see the cost in that. Yeah, I've tried doing it on my own time for my own things. It's it's a crazy amount of work. Um, so yeah, I can completely understand that. Um, 
so yeah so that's that's the sort of are those those are the full sets of levels you can work with there we do have a basic tabletop which is just base coat wash um for people who really just want to get in and do whatever they need to or people who also want to um get started on an army but finish the painting themselves okay so like again if, if for example let's say i've got well, funnily enough, I've got a tournament coming up in uh, September that I'm preparing for. And on the off chance, I said, right, okay, I build a list. It's going to take me two calf boxes and X number of bits to do. Uh, but I want to weather them and do bits and pieces. I can actually come to you and say, right, here's what I'm after. This is what I want to do with it. And you can then potentially suggest that sort of very base coat wash. We will get the, the block working done for you effectively. You can then take that take that and do something with it yes okay yeah. i think i think personally if it was me and this is not to knock the service i would be paying that little bit extra for you to do the rest of the work but uh, <laughs> that's just me uh, um, we do work with people's prices if they're reasonable um i understand some people have a budget uh and i understand some people have mouths to feed but they want their stuff to look good um, we do the uh, occasional charity work where I'll do something for half off, um, but it's rare and it's situational. Okay. I mean, again, like you say, it's it's all about uh, input and what it's going towards, and you know the amount of time you've got to put into it. So that's a, that's a, as much as a, a that's a business decision, I guess, more than anything else. We also do have rush fees for people who have want beautifully painted armies done in very short times for events. Um, our rush fee is $1,000. Is that just a flat rate before before anything else goes on there? Before anything else goes on there, if you call me tomorrow and go, I have an event in two weeks, I need 1850 to 3,000 points done, it's an extra $1,000. Yeah. Well, that's quite fair enough if you want to rush it because... Uh... It takes time out of stuff you already planned, right? Yeah, it takes time away from my other clients, but so I can allocate um, more painters to the job. Yeah, it's, it sounds like kind of a, okay, drop brush. Now we've got to go and pick this up, but we've got to do it quickly. So it's got to be worth your while for that, that potential uh, extension of time on other customers' work and that sort of thing. Yes. Yep, you're 100% correct on that. Cool. Well, it's always good to know that at the end of the day, if you are in that sort of jam, you can go and see, go and hit Chris up, and uh, it can be done. You just got to understand what it's going to cost you, and it'll cost you what it needs to be costed. Um, we do have an assembly charge um, that we do. It matters how much you spend. Uh, once you hit a certain level in your spending, uh, we do waive the assembly charge because I do understand that people aren't made of money. <laughs> Um, there are some studios that are non-negotiable and it makes like, it can turn a simple, you know, $1,200 commission into a $3,000 commission with the assembly charge and the basing charges and the paint charge, um, and like, uh, paying per decal that's assembled. We don't charge, put decals on, we just put decals on. Um, I don't charge for level one basing, but I do charge for level two basing. Okay. And level two basic that's that's not the that's not the sort of the wash and hang on okay tell me about level two basic so I'm I'm making sure I'm I don't get confused because 
if I get confused, anybody can get confused. No, actually, I'm just easy, I'm just an idiot sometimes. So, yeah, you are. Level, and, and it's it's also hour twenty one for me right now. So, let's go with um, what's on the what's on the level one, level two basing that sort of stuff. So, like Freddy's army is done on the level one base. It's very simple. Um, even though they look nice, they're done on sequel weapon bases, which are you know just sprayed, dry brushed, washed um, with grass tufts. Uh, level two bases like the white star. Where it is, um, where it's a lava base that is made to look like a Mediterranean base. A lot more time has gone into it. Um, we used inks and water effects and airbrushing, and I had to use a lot more techniques and develop a lot more techniques um, to give the eye a trick, along with um, adding the tufts of grass and everything like that. Uh, like lava bases or level two bases. Uh, any base that takes an extraordinary amount of time to go into, um, like uh, Secret Weapons Ruined Temple bases are a level 2 base because a lot of people want marble floors. Okay, so it's it's uh, maybe not the base itself, but the techniques that you want to add to it to, you know, like you said, if you want to make it pop and put marble on there, that's going to take it up because it's the marbling itself rather than the base that's going to going to require the work. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 essentially by the more the more glorified your base is, <laughs> it goes from level one to level two real quick because I can whip out a hundred bases like Freddy's in a half an hour, um, but when you take thirty bases that you need to fill with water effects and epoxy resin and inks can make them look like the water's deeper than what it actually is, and and use some some you know an illusion I use a really gaudy illusion. Um, for that white scar army, uh, that is when we get into charging people for that that sort of work. Yeah, again, it, that 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 makes sense, and you know, I I, I think if it, it was blah, try again. If I was in that position, I'd be willing to pay the extra personally because I'd like to see where it goes. You can see that white scars army on our uh, scattershot painting on Facebook. Yeah. Um, on the high tabletop. I am literally trying to look at it right now. I'm just waiting for my internet connection to work around the uh, the Skype call. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, might, we might be in Sweden, we might have super fast, but uh, sometimes it just slows up just a little too much. Uh, not that I'm complaining. Yeah. I'm well, complaining, but I'm not really. It was a collaboration between uh, Samson and I. Yeah. So um, it was a lot of mailing shit back. And- <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I, I, you gotta guys have got to have couriers that go. Okay, it's these guys again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then like we did, I just did an Imperial Fist Army. That was actually the models I sold on eBay to this client, who ended up turning around and messaging me and told me he bought them and commissioned the army to get painted. Um. That is level two basing just on the fact that I had to deal with water effects and crushed glass to make the snow. Yeah. Um, you get that stuff in cuts in your hands or in your eyes, you're pretty SOL. Um, yeah. That stuff is not cool, man. Uh, that army, I was really satisfied with how it came out, uh, especially being my stuff and mailing it to someone that I know it's going to be treated properly. Yeah. I'm looking at that white white scar army right now. It is so nice. Oh, I look at I, I see what you mean in the difference in the basing. So like 
the jump up. That's so cool. I love the bass on the uh, the lightning as well. Oh, thank you. I don't think I ever posted the uh, the rest of those Imperial things. Uh, you should do. Uh, I like the fact that you've gone for the black um, black support on the flyers as well. Thank you. Actually, really makes them stand out. I mean, I've got a something I want to convert over to uh, to a, a lightning. I haven't thought about it, but now now I'm seeing those pictures. I'm like, yeah, okay. I may just have to black those out because it really does actually make them disappear more than the uh, the. The sort of see-through version. Yeah. Uh, the clear does not. Um, it, most of the time, they get beat up, and uh, a lot more issues happen. <laughs> yeah, every, every little scratch shows on them quite. Oh yeah. wow! Sorry, sorry. I just, I'm just literally looking at the the side-on and the front-on army shots of those white scars. Uh, Kind of makes me want to have a white scar army right now, but um, I'm not gonna. Every time, every time I paint a white scar army, I want a white scar army. Samson fell into it. He started painting that army. Now he's painting a white scar army. He's like, I just that was the first white army he's ever painted. Wow, because white's a beast to actually get right. I've found. I mean, I've tried a number of different methods to get it to work, um, mainly by paintbrush. So that that's uh, I haven't tried it yet with an airbrush. So. Maybe I should look at doing that and be less afraid of it. Yeah, it uh, it really does help. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually posting all the images for um, the Imperial Fist Army. Awesome. I'm looking forward to those coming up. I love that. Uh, Jessica, is that one of your painters in the store? She she's uh, if you uh, anybody listening right now, if you go and have a look at the uh, the Scatter Shop web uh, Facebook page, you can actually see what happens if somebody gets a little bit bored in the store and um, takes at their nails with uh, yellow paint and decals. <laughs> it's quite awesome. Um, and then like so we've we've done that. Uh, there's been quite a few jobs actually lately. I've finished and I just never shared <laughs> i've never shared uh I, like i just updated it if you refresh your browser with all the imperial fists we did um that is the yellow eye paint for people uh and that's a high tabletop plus it's a there's there i do go a little higher than high tabletop but below um display wow i love the breaches by the way i uh, love they- they're so nice, and it's oh wow! Look at that. Okay, sorry, this is making for great radio. Um, as we're sitting here going, ooh ah, but um, we're going to link them uh, because if we don't link them, you'll have no idea what we're ooing and ahhing over. And that snow effect is stunning. Yeah, um, that secret weapon crush crush glass mixed with um, water effects from Woodland Scenics. Okay. Uh, you just mix it to a thick paste and you apply it. And what I did is I purposely put it under or on one of the feet on the models because we put the texture paint down um, before we paint them and the models aren't glued to their base. So that actually helps adhere them to the bases better. Nice. I do I do something slightly different when the, I, I, on the side, as a hobby, build... A hobby within a hobby. I build uh, gaming boards and I use uh, resin in much the same way for uh, 
certain bits of terrain and features as I, as I go along. Something I have to point out, and again, sorry for all the sniffing, guys. Um, it looks like the two sergeants are wearing, or the sergeants are wearing sunglasses on the Breacher squad. It's the red and white helmet. I'm sorry to say, it just looks like they're wearing Ray-Bans <laughs> to me. Yeah. I think that might be the the, 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 the fact it's like 2.30 in the morning right now, but they they kind of look like they're rolling out their gangster right now. Yeah, they, those sergeants um, all have the upgrade helmets for the Imperial Fist. And what we do is, if you don't want to spend all the money on all the upgrade kits, what we yeah. do is we use the upgrade kits for the sergeants and we leave the regular Marines the same besides the shoulder pads. Awesome. Sorry, I just look at these. These guys look so cool. Anyway, I need to I need to ask you something, and we need to sort of uh, look towards maybe wrapping up. But I, what I want to talk about, we we touched on it earlier, is the Warlord Titan, the one you're painting for Freddy. And yes. That's uh, that's just just a touch. I mean, we've talked about how it sort of came about that you guys started sort of started talking about it and and sort of got going on it. But tell us about the paintwork. What are you, you know, the job itself? What are you putting into it? What what uh, what sort of colours you're going for? Because we've talked about it before on the um, the telethon, for example. But it's quite possible people who are here listening to this haven't actually seen the telethon, uh, seen the telethon, or listened to it. So tell us a bit about the warlord. So the warlord is actually the warlord off of one of the black books when they first introduced the warlord. Um, I. I think it's the one with the warlords in the black book. I think it's what book five. Yeah. It's book um, five. Yep. And what it is is it's an offshoot of Legio uh, Grafonicus. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, it's an offshoot of Legio Grafonicus. What happened? is we picked the warlord because number one, there isn't a lot of fluff behind it, but number two, I like the iconography. Um, it's not Legio Graphonicus, but it is Legio Graphonicus. They're called the True Messengers. Uh, from they're from Legio Pegasus. Um, what it was is Legio Graphonicus had a uh, part of their the, their maniple at Kalf, and once Kalf happened and the underground war happened, um, they kind of this Titan and this uh, that maniple separated from Legio Graphonicus and became Legio Pegasus. They're still loyal. Um, and we took that, I'm taking that picture and I'm modifying it because a lot of the plates are solid, um, white, but solid black. Um, there's some blues in there and, uh, we have some head, some shots of it. I did the head, finished the head. I didn't like the head. So now I'm repainting the head. <laughs> Always a perfectionist. Well, and the thing is, is because I'm thinking to myself, like, I own my own studio and I know I can do better than this. So all the blue, instead of doing flat blue, we're doing marbled blue. Wow. Okay. I remember, actually, no, you were painting that on the, um, on the, uh, telethon, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah I have seen this in progress. It is awesome. <laughs> it is so pretty. We have made some more progress on her. Um, we have not named her yet. <laughs> the uh, hopefully soon I will get more updates to the public so they can see what's kind of going on. That I would wish be very I had cool. more pictures of this warlord itself. I don't know who painted it at Forge World, and I I know it's not in the case. Ah, I'm sure some it it's probably it might be somebody's personal collection. I'll always uh, have a word with uh, Greg over at the Imperial Truth. I'm sure he knows everybody there. He can work that out for us. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's just a matter of um, figuring out what warlord this is, but we are. I I've done some modifications to the the, the look of it also. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this one doesn't. And then someone has mailed us the other head. I received the limited edition Forge World head that you can only get at Warhammer World. Ooh, pretty. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a, a nice little addition to the to the uh, full package when it, when uh, whoever was lucky enough to win it wins it. I think I think I did a shout out for you on last episode, didn't I, Jody? I think you did actually, yeah. For sending in the plasma annihilator and the claw and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it. We want to get the full upgrade set together if we can do that. Um, obviously, we want to keep you keep you busy out there, Chris, because it sounds like you're you're obviously running out of things to paint. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we put a shout out for the claw and the uh, and the plasma cannonade so we can see if we can get the full set. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to look for the last head. And uh, like I said, I'm willing to pay for the entry or put the entry in uh, myself for anybody who buys this at the cost of the at the cost of the weapon. Awesome. Yeah, that, that would be like uh, ninety-five pounds for the claw and eighty-five pounds for the weapon. That's yeah. got to be six, close six, on about seven seven or eight tickets right there, easily. And, si- and sixty pounds for the head. Okay, you're you're upping your odds just by picking those up. Yeah. Plus, uh, if you well, well, if you win a warlord, wouldn't you want uh, three different heads and then weapon options for it? Uh, yeah, I I would just be very happy that I won a warlord. If it if it honest to god, if it came in a black black bin bag, I would be quite happy. I just want a warlord. But um, yes, having the options is always a nice thing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, sure. You're 100% correct on that. Um, and then, like, soon we're going to be doing, like, you see a lot of these warlords people are painting on eBay. Um, the pre-painted ones, or you can buy a, a warlord from a... Uh, and, you know, you can buy a warlord and send it to a painter. We're going to start doing that with some of the titans. Yeah. Um, because we... We uh we enjoy painting Titans. <laughs> they are very pretty kits. That has to be said. Yeah, Janus was uh was real fun. That was actually our first encounter with the Warlord with very limited money. Wow. Uh, actually, uh, Josh from TFL passed out drunk and he didn't know we were painting his Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit of the story. He's like, yeah, do whatever. You got power of attorney, and he's out. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't even give us that. Like, he just came in for free OSL work, and I looked at Samson, and we're like, "We're redoing this." Uh, that hotel, that whole floor, and that that part of the hotel smelled like matte varnish for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that one as well. So you may have may have gassed it up a little bit. Yeah, it was bad. We're in there with the hair dryer, trying to like hair dry parts so they dry faster, and um. We went down and Mr. Justin donated a bunch of uh, stuff, pigments and stuff to uh, to the doors, anything like that. Yeah, that's just awesome, actually, to do it in a hotel room as well. Yeah, that's proper guerrilla painting right there for you. That's what that is. Yeah, we uh, we got the airbrushes because um, we bought we we went there to buy new equipment from Badger anyway, 
But like uh, Samson had won best painted for the Horus Heresy for his Mechanicum. Um, he wouldn't have won best painted if I would have had an army there, though. <laughs> I tell him uh, that all the time. He's like, look, I got a medal. I'm like, yeah, you just wait till next year. Um, <laughs> you got a medal because I wasn't there. Just remember that. <laughs> well, essentially what happened is I coached him into updating his army. <laughs> before I, before I, uh, before he started working, or when he started working for me, it was months before Adepticon, and I was like, "You need to fix this and this and this, and um, go through and do this to your army." Uh, just, so, just take a sword to the metal man and do, deal, deal with it properly. You know, gangster style. Just take, take your half, and yeah. roll out, roll out with it. You need to learn how to do oil washes, um, and like, he spent like nine hundred dollars updating all of his equipment. To match mine, um, when we first started talking, he went yeah. out on the light box. He went out and ordered all the paint I had, every color. Um, bought a new. Bre- he, I told him to throw his Grex away. <laughs> Grex airbrush. And just, said, just put it in the bin because you know. Uh, well, it's funny because we have kid. We had a kid. Uh, we we're doing. A, we do our just hang out sometimes. We had a, one of the guys, Zane. Zane's been on some of the headshots. And he was asking for painting advice from us and uh, Samson and I. And I told him, I said, hey, this is what you need to do. And then he comes back on the next headshot, and he didn't buy any of the shit that we needed him to. And we're trying <laughs> to help him, like, do save money because he's trying to do an Iron Warriors, Raven Guard, uh, what is it, like, Ultramarine Army. So, like, it was metal with black shoulder pads and blue trim for heresy. And we're like, you need to stop that. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's, that's the most schizophrenic army I think I've ever heard of. Like, he's like, I just want to do multiple armies and I don't have the money. And we came up with this whole thing and Porter told him if he mailed all of his models to him, he would build him a 3,000-point list of anything he wanted, brand new. And our studio offered to paint it brand new for him. He's an 18-year-old kid, still in high school. He just graduated this year. Hey, good good man. And we offered to we offered to paint and build him an army. All he had to do was send us all that garbage he was talking about. And and he he had like a betrayal of calf box and a little bit, and we were willing to drop like five six thousand dollars to help this kid out, and he didn't take the deal. He didn't take the deal. No. <laughs> His excuse was he didn't have enough time to box it up. I said, but... I said, all this sits on a shelf in your room. You put a box underneath the shelf and you just sweep it off into the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, But on the other hand, that really sounds like a teenager excuse. Yeah. I didn't have the time. What did you do instead? Anything else? Stuff. Things. Yeah. Uh, dude. St- stared at the wall. <laughs> You offer that deal to anybody else, if they're on video, you'll see them grab a box and just sweep their shit off into a box and ask for your mailing address. Well, to be fair, if you had offered me that deal right now, I just basically would mail you my desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a bit of, spray, bit of spray glue so you can just tack it all off. Right, I'll just cut yep. it here, here, and here, wrap it in some brown paper. Here comes my desk. It's all there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was funny because, like, Samson, Samson could be an ass sometimes, and he goes... And Zane's like, he asked us what kind of primer to buy, and he ended up buying like some stupid primer and like shit he didn't need that would have ruined his models. And Samson's like, you know what you need to do? You need to go and put the cap on that primer. And he's like, all right. And he put the cap on. He goes, now you need to go outside and throw that shit in the street. 
<laughs> Learn. Yeah. Learn, goddammit. Yeah, he did that to a couple people, and I was just laughing because one of the guys asked us, he's like, what's the best way to do trim on a Titan? We said, go get a Sharpie marker. Yeah. If you're going to do gold, do gold. If you're going to do brass, do brass. It's an excellent base coat technique. Matte varnish after. Don't put anything, accelerator or anything, fluids on it. Matte varnish when you're done, and then go back with your brush because it's great to do base coats. Um, because then you're not worried about hitting uh, edges and it takes half the time and sometimes it looks good and you just leave it that way. I mean, uh, the warlord we're doing, I'm using a gold Sharpie and one guy came out with like oil markers, like oil. He went and spent like $20 in oil pens and Samson was just like, you, you, you know what you need to do? You need to put the cap on that pen and, you <laughs> and throw that shit out in the street. And the guy hung up on us. He was all pissed because we're just like, because I was fucking laughing. I was just like trying to be all cool about it. And he's a, he's a new painter and everything. And he's like, don't ask for advice if you're not going to take it. Dude, seriously, for one thing, if you're going to do it for the store, you have to put that on a t-shirt. Put the cap back on it. Throw that shit out in the street. Now, <laughs> now come to Scottish Shot Hobbies. Buy the right stuff. <laughs> hey, or just a sticker or something to start off with. Well, throw that shit out in the street. There we are. Yeah. Samson says, throw that shit out in the street. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, the, tit- the Titan is looking absolutely beautiful. It really Thank is. You. And I look forward to seeing it. Uh, when, well, I'm, I'm hoping to win it once I buy my tickets. And if nothing else, I'm hoping to see it in the hands of one of my, my close friends so that I can go and play against it. Or basically put my models down on one big tray and go, right, how many do I take off in one go? <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, let's just ask uh, Samson for that because he just brought his to his latest game, I think. Oh yeah, I saw some people. Yeah, so okay, settle a rumor for me, uh, Mr. Birch, sir. Yeah. Samson went out and bought himself one and painted it because he liked painting the one he's doing for that you guys are doing for Freddy so much. Uh, yeah. So what? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> <Is> Sorry. <laughs> Samson had a client that bought a lot of his mechanics. And yeah. Samson has like 80,000 points in Mechanicum. So Samson, after Adepticon, sold his whole Mechanicum army to a guy. And then he painted a Reaver Titan and a Warhound Titan, and this guy bought the Reaver and Warhound. And then he goes, if you're going to do anything else, just give me a call and I will pay for it. So <laughs> Samson went out and bought a Warlord, and he, he just wanted to paint a Warlord. Um, and then this guy offered to buy it and he knew this guy was going to buy it. So essentially what he's doing is he painted a warlord to flip it to make money, but also so he could paint a warlord. (laughs) When you know your, when you know your clientele, that's what you're going to do. That's awesome. We do like our studio. I had a couple clients that had paid for armies to get done and they backed out of the armies. So what we're doing so we have a, um, we're going to have a Emperor's Children Army on consignment, a 3,000-point Emperor's Children Army. And we will have a 6,000-point uh, um, Word Bearers Army on consignment here soon, like for people to buy. Wow. Just just there to buy. Yep. Yeah, just because – and then um, what we do is – what, what happened is the clients switched gears and they went with other armies. So 
we're going to paint up the armies and sell them and refund the clients. Um, that's the only way I can ever refund a client. Client, um, the clients will get refunded their cost of paint and their cost of models to the best of our ability. Um, I can tell you, I've never lost uh, money on it on selling an army. So um, that's it, they're probably going to make their money back. Wow, that's um, very cool. Someone else will get their their armies, but <laughs> they'll look nice. They'll be pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just. Uh, the funniest thing about doing eBay armies is you see armies on eBay. People are like, I'm not going to pay $2,000 for that army. And then you go, I'm going to go get an army commissioned instead. <laughs> still paying $2,000. Yeah, it's still, it's still happening. Yeah, but I'm buying it from the I'm paying somebody to paint it. What do you think happened the first time? <laughs> somebody, you're paying, you'd be paying someone for a painted army. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's going to make my brain hurt, and it's 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 the wrong time to make that happen. Right so, on. so is there anything else you wanted to sort of shout out, mention, have a chat about before we sort of wrap this one up? Uh, just a just a reminder. I mean, we have um we have the card decks coming out. Uh, they're twenty dollars. They're on eBay. All you gotta do is go on our Facebook and hit the shop now, and it'll bring you straight to that. Uh, we'll have some more products coming out, which we will debut on Headshot. Um, and uh, I just want to let everybody know to stay classy. Stay classy. That's a that's a great way to sign it off. Well, everybody, uh, as uh, Ron Berg, two great men, Ron Burgundy and Chris Birch, say, stay classy. And we will head on out to some music, which will be Chris's choice. He may not remember that I've asked him this. And uh, by the power of editing, it sound like I have. Uh, so yeah, we'll be playing out to this tune. And Chris, thank you ever so much for coming on and chatting to us about scattershot painting gaming and heresy in general and we have to have you back on again in the future alright thank you I'd be pleased to come back on that's awesome so we will be right back after this tune
And we're back after that uh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey interview with Chris from Skellershot Painting. As I said, apologies for the, the tiredness-induced rant, but seriously, it's important that we support those who support us. It's the only way that the community gets better. And in that in mind, to give Chris a proper shout-out on the show, go and find on Facebook now, pause the podcast, go and look for at Scattershot Hobbies and at Scattershot Painting and follow them and get on there and support the uh, Scattershot Hobbies with the GoFundMe. We've got it uh, pinned on our, well not pinned but it's definitely on our uh, wall and then we will add it in our show notes as well. So get on over there, give Chris some support. He supports the community. He is the reason, you, one of the reasons you're able to potentially win a warlord titan for the summary price of 35 us dollars so let's uh, let's give the guy some support and say thank you by keeping scattershot hobbies alive and well um yeah i think that's all i can really say about that and speaking <laughs> speaking of charities oh actually before i do that sorry yep uh, sorry freddie before we do that i just want to give a shout out to the guys at the it will not die podcast thank you ever so much for my hard for heresy dice bag I picked this up through a Twitter contest they did a little while ago, and it came through in the post. It is gorgeous. Um, it will definitely house my dice, or possibly my heresy dice, uh, because my uh, I have a Cthulhu dice bag for my 40k stuff. And as I play Dark Angels, I think Cthulhu is kind of you know a good theme to have there, because you know fence sitters and possibly heretics and all that jazz. Um, so yeah, that's very cool of you guys. Thank you very much for making that happen. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, Freddie, go, you're going to take us through the charity update. Yep, uh, it's still going and running. We're up to 52% now, so we're slowly, slowly building up. Uh, still still 48% to go, but I hope, you know, considering it's a couple of months away, uh, that we can get up there. And now when Chris finally got his new store and he's going to start posting some more progression photos of uh, of the Warlord, there's no reason not to jump aboard and get a raffle ticket. It's for a good cause. It's, you know, it's all the money goes to charity and, uh, you know, it's a worthy, worthy charity and worthy cause. And, you know, let's make, make a difference Amen and, to that. and, and maybe win a warlord Titan, which is never a bad thing. No. And that's I, it. If you're, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing. Well, we, I am in, into all kinds of things. Well, that that we are very we, well we, aware of. We, we, with or without warlords. This we are very well aware of, and so are many Craigslist users. So yeah, so if you want to go there, just check our. It's pinned on our uh, on our homepage. So just go there on top and uh, just uh, read what you need to do. Uh, like uh, we said before, thirty-five dollars gives you a raffle ticket. Uh, and you can donate as many times as you want, and any kind of value you want, it, like it, all, all donations counts. So if you want to have more raffle tickets, or if you want to donate just because you're a nice person, just go ahead and do that. Like even if if you don't want to join the raffle, you just want to donate ten dollars. That's still fine with me. Because we like nice people who do things like that. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, so we're gonna drop into our events roundup. And we're going to start off with uh, the Global Escalation League. Chris, do you want to chat about that quickly? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that it's still on. And it's 
a thousand points this month with uh, Son Mortalis still is the main goal uh, and uh, as I mentioned previously in this episode it's Northern Harris who's running it and uh, they're quite decent guys quite decent don't want to push it too yeah. far don't want, to, don't want to inflate well, their egos well they're they're Alpha Linian and Dark Angels players so quite decent is basically how much we can stretch it but uh, so they're, they're still basically nice. they're duplicitous buggers is what you're saying they are they they're fence sitters and people that kind of hide their allegiance from them from even their themselves so people have to figure out which is which so not confusing whatsoever no but still they got the, their swamp talis on listen to the latest episode for that if you want there will be some scenarios up and the after after they're done when uh, this month month is over, we'll see what happens. There are supposed to be someone taking it over, but that will be announced when that people that person basically says, "I'm the one stepping up." <laughs> no, no, no vague booking here. We know exactly what's happening with all of this. Yeah, we, we know more or less what's happening, but uh, we don't want to spoil the surprise for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but the next month will be raiding missions from book four. Awesome. Is it? And that's 1,500 points raiding missions. There are two force or orcs if you're an attacker or defender. A raider or defender, is it? Awesome source. Well, that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Because um... then you can, for the first time, start to add tanks to army or transports and stuff like that. And that's that's uh, can be a reward after painting infantry and other stuff for two months. Definitely, I think so. I, I have a, uh, I won't lie, I've got a very nice looking Sakaran uh, tank just above my head now, and I'm so much looking forward to painting that um, and getting that in a list, because that yeah. would be so cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, any more information you want to add in there, Chris? Or I think we covered it quite uh, thoroughly during the beginning of the episode and we'll be just repeating ourselves very true very true indeed well then let me jump in and talk about uh, the Avarii cluster phase 3 which is uh, now up and release it's on the 17th of September it's between 9am and 9 at night so there's going to be some after shenanigans as well um, it is being run at uh, through Malmo uh, for earning uh, figures bad for learning. Sorry, I'm, I'm the English guy here, so of course I'm doing the the Swedish Swedish one. Uh, that's all for our amu- amusement, you know that. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, that's actually taking place at Spellingshus in uh, Malmo. Uh, Malmo, if uh, we, we use the Aussie boys uh, lexicon there, and it is a 2,500 point list, three battles. Um, over the day. Registration will open on the 11th of July. Uh, there is a small cost to the event, but it's more of a case of you sign up to become a member of the uh, the sort of gaming club and join the uh, organisation that sort of is what it's part of. It's all worthwhile money. Um, and the player pack is up, or the sort of opening player pack to give everybody an idea of what to be looking for, how to form your army and everything. So I can actually give you some details. It's two and a half thousand points played on six by four tables. Standard standard Age of Darkness force organization charts. No Leviathan force organization. Uh, standard Lord of War restrictions. So AKA max twenty five percent of the army. Maybe a single Lord of War choice. No relics. 
Forgeworld's latest FAQs and rules will be used. Three games over one day. An actual campaign map, which is something that, a campaign map, sorry, they've been using as an ongoing feature for their stuff, which has been very awesome. And only one of each special character, including Primax, may be used. So you actually have to check with the uh, the TO and all army lists need to be sent through uh, to the TO so you can inquire at that point and that's heresymalmo at gmail.com there will be faction generals who will be deciding the matchups on the day and there will be campaign map bonuses carrying over from phase one um, which will be interesting to see how that all works out Uh, so yeah go on there go find the event on Facebook again we'll list it in our show notes and get along it's going to be a lot of fun there are 20 places there are currently 18 people listed as going uh, myself and christopher included uh freddie you're you were on the maybe list but i get the feeling uh, this stuff is going to be in the way uh yes i will be too too far away to participate unfortunately which is a shame but hey we have all got scandals to look forward to which is most important uh yeah, well, for us anyway yep Fuck it, but I'll, I'll be there in spirit. Oh, in many spirits, bottles and um, ghostly formats, I'm sure. So, speaking of Scandus, then. Yeah, speaking of Scandus, all yours, Freddy. Well, the burning of Scandus Prime. Uh, it's a massive event held in Stockholm. Uh, 3,000 points. It's on the 15th and 16th of October of this year. And I guess people that are fre- frequenting Facebook on occasion have seen that finally the trophy has arrived for the oh. the winning team. Oh yes. Which which just happens to be a sword. An actual which, uh, fucking sword. I, an actual fucking sword which is fucking razor sharp because I managed to almost cut myself on it. So may, may, people might have to, you know, be careful whoever wins and <laughs> not swing it around too much. Uh, but as seen it, it's in a wooden box on the top of the box there's like a metal plaque uh, with uh, you know some 30k-ish symbols. I think it's the Mechanicum um, symbol, and then it's the Emperor's um, you know, eagle in one corner. And the plan is that where every, every year, because I'm kind of planning, hoping or not hoping, I, I am planning to, and then I hope it's gonna you know be like that uh, to run this every year. So every team will will have their names uh, engraved on a little brass plaque that I, I will actually stick on top of the silver plaque on the box. If you have a look at my homepage or on the event page, you'll see the photo of exactly what I'm talking about uh, on the sword box. So each year there will be like a you know a list of fame for where where the names of the participant of the winning team will get engraved. Awesome. So it's, uh, it's, uh, so it's going to be awesome, and uh, obviously everyone in the winning team can wield the sword for you know post victory photo ops so the obligatory Sigismund pose for everybody basically yeah, exactly because then the, after that the sword will be kept in Freddy's car so it can easily commute to work <laughs> that's only when I go to the northern suburbs no yeah. but um, close, protect, no, actually, close protection weapons is what you say no it, it will be in a like put it put out the back in a display cabinet and brought out for the next scandalous event yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be awesome. But besides that, um, everything is starting to fall into place. Uh, as most people probably already notice, I've got the tactical objective cards. Um, I haven't, because of work, I haven't had fucking time to update the player pack. But I will do that. There's just uh, some minor tweaks and 
about like uh, night houses because I didn't give them a fucking bonus for the technical objectives. My bad. Tut, tut, <laughs> but I'm sort. Yeah, but I'm gonna sort that out. Just that uh, um, I was tired when I wrote wrote it and cut and paste and shit. So who knows? Uh, anyway, and the night joust it's in full swing. So just make sure you participate in night joust as well if you're there. Uh, I'm sorting out the bar. The angry Angron ales should be on sale at the event as well. Uh, just a limited batch, but you know, hey, first in, first served sort of thing. Uh, besides that, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. I think there's 27 uh, people registered. We have 30 spots, and there's like over 50 fence sitters. So I'm hoping like uh, in the next couple of days, the last three people to fill up the entire event. It's going to jump up, and the whole plan is there. We're, we're going to try to do some live podcasting from the actual event, maybe do some interviews with players, and uh, I'll be running around like a crazy TO person. Um, and sort things up. I've actually also got some of the prices arriving, Ooh, uh, which I'm not. Which uh, yeah, some Chinese and nice. And thanks for everyone that has donated in their little bits. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's fucking amazing that you want to help out and you know, just make make my event even more amazing than I could have done it on my own. So stay tuned for more shit to rock up on Facebook. Awesome source. That's going to be such a cool event. Uh, Chris and I will be there. The, the so the whole Virgin Heresy team will be there, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and we're going to uh, tr- we're going to try this sort of live uh, battle cast, uh, podcast off. And I'm yeah, still we, trying to sort uh, the the Scandinavian podcast master trophy. Ooh, we'll see, see what that's going to be. Because we got the garage match with uh, the Northern Heresy guys going. That's the first game for us. Yeah. And we really need to destroy them. No, yeah. no offense, against but, uh, but, uh, yeah. but I'm hoping uh, this whole uh, podcast trophy, we can sort of bring that with us to events. And as soon as there's another uh, pod, like a heresy podcast there, so hopefully you know with the betrayal and barbecue or the you know the scourging of uh, Scorpius. Yeah. Scaring, scaring, Scorpius Scorpius Insurrection, you mean? The Scorpius Insurrection, sorry. Yeah, the event, our event, yeah, that one. Yeah, our event. There's too many scouring. Scouring, scourging, and you know. Insurrections. Anyway, the the betrayal and barbecue Scorpius insurrection event. And hopefully, you know, maybe if we're lucky, we get some the TFL guys over the here, or hell, even the Canadians, or, or anywhere like the or, Poms, all or of them, you know, or all of them. That would be amazing because then we can have like a like a side event running around with the podcast, like the. Yeah. The best podcast ever. And if we get all of them over here, we could just round them up and put them in a shipping container. To store. To store. Again, this is this is like a step up again for the snatch and grab shit. I'm loving this. Yeah. And uh, then we could store them and just distill them and make the perfect podcasters. Yeah. But, you know, what do you mean do, us? Do, do, now yeah. we will do some kind of gene therapy sort of thing like we will take you know we splice all the genes together and and create like uh some sort of super podcaster human oh the the ultimate podcaster who will sit upon a golden throne of podcasting maybe yep well it's not going to sit on my throne no nobody wants nobody wants to sit on the iron dildo throne mate nobody apart from yourself Uh, obviously that's why it's yours uh it's, it's it's been upgraded now with some extra 
<laughs> bits and pieces. Yeah, bits anyway, and pieces. anyway so move on, move on. Nothing to see here. Moving uh, on. Nothing to see here. So yeah, so I'm hope, ho- hoping to kind of create some sort of happy, happy, uh, you know, what would you say? Happy, friendly, friendly competition with, within the podcasters. A friend, friendly rivalry. Basically. Yeah. So so who's going to win the gospel freaking trophy? Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll just have to try and see if I can get hold of a decent-sized massive trophy. I'm I'm thinking it's not going to be a, a fancy and smancy like a sword or anything special like that because I think that whoever wins of it should be able to drink the nectar of sweet victory, like a bottle of champagne or something, so you can actually drink out of the cup. So it needs to be kind of a more traditional trophy. Sounds good to me. I had an idea otherwise. Have you guys seen uh, Tabletop with Wilwithan? Uh, YouTube. Not a lot, actually. No, I know but it exists. It, yeah, but he, at every the end of every episode, he basically gave out a trophy that was like best best uh, best, uh, best person joining or best uh, mini golf player or stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So just basically nonsense trophies uh, that you just put a sticker on and wrote a name on it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but this needs to be more more elaborate. Like this needs to be like in some sort of gold plated thing with like big handles and we're to- we're talking freaking you know the gaudiest fucking thing possible basically. Yeah, like the World Cup kind of trophy or the you know <laughs> championship. League. Yeah, so something something Fulgrim would throw Eidolon's head in and drink from. Exactly. So like the Stanley Cup trophy. Hey, yeah. that's not big and gaudy. Don't even go there. Yeah, it's really gaudy. To be fair. These days, with all the all, everything engraved on it. Yeah, that's history engraved on it right there. That's what that is. Gordiness. Yeah. Well, I'm planning to engrave my name on the podcast trophy, so. <laughs> you're, you're, so it's it's all history in the making. You've been on every podcast, man. <laughs> well, I, well, I stand. You know, I'm I'm gonna put my 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 foot on top of you know, like Tim's bare chest as he lies like in a pool of his own tears, <laughs> while I'm while I'm holding you know JP's head under my arm. You know, scratching his his hair and pulling his beard, and wielding the trophy and saying like, "I am the best." And we, there can be there us, can be only one. And I'll be I'll be standing yeah. behind raising the raising the flag with uh, with uh, Chris or uh, yeah with the Varangi and Harris the symbol is yeah, waving with, around uh, with Chris Pretty's head on the on the top of the spike at the top. And, yeah, well, well, I are uh, squirting champagne all all over those little uh, fluff bunnies we have. Yeah, you know, at the event. Wet, wetting all their like little tank tops. Yeah. Uh, deep, deep while they were you know snipping their demonette claws yeah. in unison with my you know seismic ranting of Slanesh's uh, poetry. Yeah, that didn't escalate quickly, did it? <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, sorry. There's uh, also uh, uh, something else. For what me. are we doing again? I can't. There's also something else for Scandus. <laughs> That's the box thread challenge. It's still on. Send in your box threads. Randyheresy at gmail.com yep. as we said before I think Fred is done with him his box thread but uh, you never know yeah I'm done uh, I'm just waiting to actually fucking have time in my life to buy some varnish and put on some decals decals so, decals transfers so just like as you know uh, slide transfers. Yeah. so if you want to know Fred is currently in the lead for the Boxer challenge and will win his own prize if you don't. Uh, exactly, <laughs> I, I don't even have to ship my tech marine. It's also <laughs> cheapest postage ever. 
Yeah. I'll take it from this cupboard and put it put over it that cupboard. On... <laughs> yeah, put it on the cover over there. And winning a challenge by default is always the best way, right? Default, default, default. Yeah. Yes, that, that's the best way of doing things. <laughs> awesome. Okay, awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, sweet. So that is a sort of scandalous reminder. Now, Chris, you've got another event for us. Yeah, it's uh, the loaded, loaded dice guys that have a, an event down in Sydney in the, Austra- the Australian colonies, basically. Well, uh, Australia don't. They, mean the, well, they the don't pe- have any the, colonies anymore. The, the, penal colony. the, pele- the penal colony. You do, the, the thing is, it will always be a colony to the British. British. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> because they need something to make them feel good these days. Well, we get, at some point, they're going to try and claim <laughs> their fucking economy to keep the, to keep, uh, the, the, keep England yep. afloat, so... Yeah, hmm. but it's the scouring of Sydney's primary, and that's an hor- a part of the Horus Heresy National Event Series. And it's held at the Games Cube in Parramatta on the 8th and 9th of October. And that's the Sydney leg of the OS 30K run, basically, the National Event Series, which you mentioned. And I have no, I have forgotten how many points it was, but the, the, it's a de-escalating points list at least. Oh yeah, there's this one. This is fucking cool. Yeah, yeah I like a, this one. It's it's uh, you escalate the point, you de-escalate the points. You start out with uh, like an apocalypse-sized game, and then work down to an 800-point game on the second which day, it, yeah. which is kind of more you know realistic in yeah. a fa- fantasy world. Well, it it, it it depends on the type of battle, but uh, the attrition is always. Something that you have to. I think it's the, the. I listened to the description. I think it was the guys on the Eye of Horus were mentioning it, and it's like uh, just focusing down and down from the big, big view and down to the smaller battles and the smaller battles, and then right down to the sort of skirmish level where everybody's trying to uh, basically survive. Um, yep. So I, I love the concept. I really do. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, and it's it's a new take as as well. And well, I, absolutely. Basing from experience, uh, being a, an alcoholic, I've noticed that you get more and more tired towards the end of the event. So having like a smaller army actually encourages uh, more drinking, which I I approve. So it gets uh, two two iron dildos for me, two thumbs up. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. So moving on. Because <laughs> is there much else we can say after it being given two iron dildos? I don't think there is. Um, moving on to the last one, we ha- last event we have at the moment. And um, before I actually force myself to say this, um, just a shout out that if you are listening and you do have an event and you want some exposure, drop us an email. Uh, the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com and we will gladly shout it out wherever it is in the world. I'm sure we've got listeners in at least two other countries, if we're lucky. Um, so we will pimp it out for you. So, yeah. And the last event is the Boros Spellkomment uh, event being run by our good friend and friend of the show, Eric Arman. And that is an event which is uh, set as an introduction event to the 30k uh, game. And by that, we mean that over the two days, uh, the 4th and 5th of November, on the 4th of November will be a degree of open gaming and uh, display of the game itself. And then the Saturday, which is the 5th, which is actually the campaign day, there will be uh, 20 spots for the event. It will be, as far as I'm aware, a narrative style. And there are two points limits. 
So there's 1,500 and 2,500. Now the idea is that you bring uh, or have the ability to bring either one or both lists. So if you're new to the game, new to the heresy, just picked up Betrayal at Cal, for example, and maybe treated yourself to something from Forge World or from Games Workshop now, you can put together a 1500 point list and get some games. So if you can, if myself, I think myself, Chris, are you planning to go to do this one? Yeah, it's basically in my hometown, and, almost. And Freddie, you might be heading to this yep. one as well. So ba- I'm driving down. Basically, the, the three of us, if we come along, we bring a two, we can potentially bring, or should be able to bring at least a two and a half thousand point list. But we are also required to bring a 1500 list as well, so that we can be matched up against someone who has a 1500 point list and basically have some fun times playing Heresy. So that's the setup. There's more details on the event page. And again, we will link it in our show notes. So yeah, uh, it's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, a lot of Heresy events happening. And um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's nice to see so much happening in Sweden as well. Um, well, we do say we're the Bastion of 30k, but we really are the Bastion of 30k now. We are totally putting and, this stuff out. Uh, and then we could also mention that Boros is slightly outside of Gothenburg, about an hour. And there are some really nice pizza places in Boros. Cool. So if if, if you're looking for something to sway you, that's what it is. It's the pizza. The pizza is good is good for you. Yeah, it sure as hell ain't the weather because it's always raining. <laughs> this is why it's an indoor uh, event. And if you want a real thing to sway you, I'll be there, sir. Oh, how? If you want a real thing, we'll be there. And you you may be allowed to touch part of us. Uh, is that? You're trying to say in an undercover way that everyone can touch me. Well, that depends on how you interpret the word part in this case. In the Borgish Borgish way. One of us kind of way. Uh, Yeah, okay. Or or just parts of us. So you can touch uh, Jody's beard, perhaps. Oh, now hang on. I might have to charge for that. It is quite a voluptuous beard. Yeah. Well, the amount of money you owe me, then I think you need to sell your beer more frequently. Well, no, technically, no. you <laughs> own my beard, so yeah. Yeah, it, it, it will just be like this. That this, like, Freddie will show up in Jody's beard. <laughs> it's big enough. It's big enough. Yeah. Just uh, shave it off, put yeah. glue it on. <laughs> I, I foreclosed on that beard. Yeah. It's mine now. Yeah, I, I can't argue that. I, I really can't argue that. <laughs> okay, so uh, no more events. Anything else anybody else wants to bring up? Uh, not really. Oh, that's the the events we have. Uh, well, well, she probably give a teaser about what's going on in the next episode. Yes, the next episode we are going to be talking to the elf lord himself, um, and we do demand pictures at this point. So you know, yeah. he's got some. It's going to be Spencer Spanktastic. Yes, with his uh, Fandango uh, Solar Auxilia, yeah. as we talk all things Solar Auxilia, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will the, have some the fun. The amazing adventure of, uh, what is it? Clam Fandango. Clam Fandango, yeah. Which is... And his uh, personal transport. Isn't it a Storm Lord or something? I have no idea, uh, but it's going to be... Basically, One it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But the pussy wagon. Uh, the, the twin, the, the twin-linked uh, volcano... Ca- uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Vulcan Megabolter? Yeah, that's the Storm Hammer. Vulgar yes, Megabolter. The Vulgar Megabolter yeah, Mega and transport capacity. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It wasn't enough. <laughs> no, no. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna be having on. So we look forward to having Spencer on. And if anybody's got any questions, please feel free to for Spencer. That is, please feel free to drop us an email. 
Um, if you've got questions for us, again, please feel free to drop them to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. uh, and if you have any questions about Solar Exilia or anything that you feel that you really want to be for us to cover, like we're going to do what we normally do, we're going to go through fluff, the army list, uh, backgrounds, and whatnot, like uh, list building. So I'll go through, because I have a Solar Exilia list, <laughs> as, yeah, as can, everyone knows. As we know, yeah. <laughs> that may or may not be fully painted and and i think it, at least it's assembled to like 80 percent well, that's that's a start that's a start and some some of it is primed it doesn't make you a, it I, doesn't make you a closer but it gets you closer well no. priming the boxes doesn't really count you know well the the boxes are perfect to use as you know, you know where you put your miniature when you prime them yeah yeah Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, if you have a anything that you wanted to know about Solar Exilia, but you were afraid to ask, just uh, fucking drop us a line, email, PM me, uh, find me at Craigslist, whatnot, yep. and just say, oi, what about that, you know, solar thing? That solar dude thing. Yeah. I'm a bob. Give me your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will we'll talk about that so the next episode is going to be a lot of fun looking forward to speaking to Spencer and um, yeah it's going to be a blast so, and hopefully it will be more people than me that have some hobby progression yeah yeah I'll have something yeah. I think that depends are we recording tomorrow or not <laughs> that's still that's still at least 24 hours for you to do some progress man you know come on don't be a wimp Get uh, on, might be able to finish the base but uh, yeah. shocking shocking <laughs> Well, I am at home now. I was at the in-laws for a couple of days. It's hard to hobby there when I'm not having any stuff there. You know, no, hobby. You should have your little travel. I hobby was going to say, where's your where's your grab bag, man? You got, you know, where's the travel bag? Yeah, but that's not for. Oh, that's the wrong grab bag, is uh, it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So guys, uh, this has been the episode eleven of the Varangian Heresy. Remember, treat life like thirty k. Be angry in the streets. Be fulgrim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. It's a good night from me. And me. And me. And this is the Ranjin Heresy, signing off.